This episode of the LLA Show is brought to you by Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS is an online course building tool which helps you turn any WordPress website into your own digital academy where you can train, coach, and educate your community. Look, Mike and I know there are a lot of LLA listeners out there who are strength coaches, personal trainers, health and fitness pros, as well as other current and potential entrepreneurs who are looking to start their own thing, add more value to their current services and products, or who are seeking a way to stop trading time for dollars. So Chris over at Lifter LMS reached out and wanted to sponsor the LLA show. One, because he's a longtime listener and he believes in the holistic, no BS approach to health and fitness that we talk about here on the LLA show. Two, he wants to help quality health and fitness entrepreneurs grow their businesses online. Lifter LMS has already helped thousands of trainers and experts just like you augment their businesses with online courses. Look folks, these courses have the power to unlock the full potential of your expertise, lead you to the freedom that comes with an online business, and expand your impact to a larger global community. Take a look for yourself. Simply visit LifterLMS.com strength to download the Lifter LMS for free. Chris is also offering LLA listeners a generous 30% off coupon for anything in the Lifter LMS store. Simply use the coupon code STRENGTH. So go check it out at LifterLMS.com strength. That's Lifter, L-M as in Mike, S dot com slash strength. Again, that 30% off coupon code is STRENGTH. That's LifterLMS.com strength. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of the Live Life Aggressively Show. Trying to crack up here, man. Talking about boxing. <laughs> I'll leave it to you guys to figure out what we mean when we talk about boxing. And I come on giggling like a little six-year-old. So, anyway, another week of the Live Life Aggressive Show. Sincere Hogan, Mike Mahler. And I'm um, just kicking in one of our good friends, man. It's been a while since we've actually had a chance to talk to him. Actually, I met this guy at one of Mike's courses about 10 years ago, as a matter yeah. of fact, man. Yeah, yeah it's been 10 years. One of my favorite courses. I mean, we were training with, man, John Brookfield, Mark Phillippe, um, who else? John yeah, Hines. John, John Hines. Hines. Yeah. The, infamous, the infamous snatch contest with John Hines. And <laughs> yeah. I really looked that up on YouTube. It's my, since we're talking about boxes and snatches here, here we go. <laughs> There's a contest yeah. I want to check out. Um, I'm so I'm so glad someone I'm so glad someone filmed that <laughs> because like, hey, here's Mike showing how to do it right. And then in case you in case you're wondering how not to do it. Here's John. You know? <laughs> but to, be, to, be, to be fair to John, to be fair to John, he was hiking in the Himalayas, I believe, for a month and a half. He hadn't done any serious training. So just the fact he even attempted to do that was really ballsy right. on his head. It wasn't far from being a fairly good rep. He just missed it a little bit. But the fact he even attempted it, that was, that, that was courageous. But yeah, that was a fun course, man. I, I really enjoyed that course. And, and honestly, when I look back on courses, these big events that I've put together, that was, that was the direction I wish I kept going in because collision course was something I wouldn't say revolutionary. That's too strong a word, but it was something really different than what was being offered at the time, rather than just going the safe route of, okay, here's another kettlebell course and four different kettlebell experts. Yeah. Let's bring people because battling ropes were not ubiquitous like they are now. I mean, a lot of people hadn't even heard of battling ropes. Yeah, and then strongman training. A lot of people thought it was cool, but they never really had access to it. So to have someone like Mark Phillippe teach that, to have John Brookfield go through the ropes, that that was a fun course that brought a lot Tom of variety Berman. together. Tom, yeah, Tom yeah. Tom Berman did a good amazing. job too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that was a, that, that was definitely a fun course. I I always describe that course as 
life changing, at least for me. Like really, life changing. Like yeah, me. Life changing. <laughs> it was real. It was. It was. It was real yeah. life changing for me because you and your brother, man, and your cousin went with me to look for an engagement ring for my wife. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Can't get any more life changing than that, somebody. And hey, man, look here, somebody. Some of those trends in fitness, you know, didn't last as long as my marriage. Hell, I'm still married to the same. Guy. <laughs> and then, and then the three of the Briga team went looking for boxes on the Las Vegas Strip after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that explains <laughs> that explains the life changing aspect of it. Hey, but before I, before I forget, I gotta break this up. You posted a, a picture of. I believe you were watching a Madball rehearsal, the band Madball, or maybe you were at the event backstage. I forget, I don't know what the context was, yeah. but, but yeah. let's hear more about that because that's one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I mean, yo, that that's that's definitely one of the biggest bands like for me ever. It's one of my favorite bands, and um, and yeah, man, I was like, I was there and had the chance to just just go inside for a while and look at it. Um, and it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was there, you know, watching them. It was behind the scenes. They were filming. They was filming a video. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, probably yeah. for so, Fright Train. They came out with the new video, yeah. Fright Train, off one of the new songs off the new record. Maybe it was some footage yeah. for that. Yeah, but he was like, "Hey, you want to take a look? Yeah, like, just you, you can just like go inside." Take a look and 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 we gotta go. And I was like, yeah, that's good for me, you know. It's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's it was great. It was amazing. Yeah, Madball's a great band. Freddie's actually been on the show before. We had him on a couple of years ago, and then I helped bring Mad. I didn't pay for everything, but I helped connect point A to point B to bring Madball out with Strife back in 2015. They played at back. Billards, what's the name of that place? Bar and Billards, this place right across the street from the El Cortez. It's a really cool venue on Fremont Street. Anyway, they were awesome. Then I had a chance to meet Freddie backstage and the guys. They were really cool, really humble guys, really low-key, very polite. So that, that was a fun experience. They're, they're a great band, though. They've never really had a misstep. They've, they've, they've just made one really good record after another. I mean, they stay in that yeah. hardcore lane, but it's always a little bit different, so it's not just repetitive. But yeah, they're, they're, you, really, they're really consistent. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't bring out, you know, shitty stuff that some bands do sometimes. Maybe they feel like, you know, hey, you know, haven't gotten anything out in a while, and let's take this shit out. And our fans will right. like it anyway, you know. We yeah. Usually, we usually happens, but they don't. Yeah. Like they always come up with great stuff, and um, and yeah, and they always have something refreshing. And 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 that's good because some bands, even even the the, the biggest bands, um, like in rock history, they they don't do that. Like right. they they have two two three shitty albums and then so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's even even hey even Eminem like now he came out with his last album and even he made fun of his 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 last album he he came out with with for <laughs> his. For his standard, it wasn't it wasn't good at all, you know. Right, right. So maybe he maybe he felt the pressure of of you know these new guys coming up, and it was like, well, I gotta you know put something out there, and it was it was a really shitty album. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Yeah, you know, you're not going to hit a home run every time, though, right? I yeah, mean, it's, it's, it's so every, hard. every every band has a record where it's maybe not as that great. Like I always look yeah. at Metallica as the first three records were awesome, and then and Justice for All was cool, but it was different. And then after that, they just fell off for me. I mean, they're still awesome live, and they've they've got so many good songs off those first couple records. Yeah, but they, I, they, I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I also understand their mindset. They go, look, we can't just keep repeating that kind of music yeah. over and over again. It's boring for us. We have to try different things. Yeah, and they're, and, trying, and they're trying to keep themselves happy, and that's the most important thing to do: is do it for yourself. Yeah, I, and then who, who, who's a fan is know, going to be a fan. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a drummer, and 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 like as a drummer, as a musician. I understand when when you have a sound that it's 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 yours like you hear, you hear that it's like man that's Metallica right mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to imagine playing that for 30 plus years 40 years the right. same thing you know right. it's it's not it's not like other bands that obviously aren't aren't that um like hardcore let's say bands like Red Hot Chili Peppers or like every song is different you know you It's it's easier to put something like with a little twist out there and it's still your sound. Right. But with bands like Metallica, it's 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 really hard to because if you keep playing, even if you keep playing the same thing, <clears throat> even your fans are gonna be like, man, it's it just sounds like everything they've done before. So you can't right. win. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, why it's kind of so, helps like we yeah. like to say about Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, the fact like, that they started like, off, they started off with each the first few albums, each were being a little bit different than the last. Established, yeah. gave them a precedence where they could continue to, you know, to evolve and change up without the fans being like, "Hey, wait a minute, what, what are you doing here?" You know, only thing yeah. that they kept, the only thing that threw them off with their fans is that they're constantly changing members out. And so yeah. it's like once you get used to someone, it's like yeah, now they're yeah, gone. Like, and yeah, then they break the somebody in, and he comes yeah. back, and then he leaves, and then he comes back. Oh, oh, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the wrong group, dude. <laughs> so, you know, so you, you had to deal with that stuff. But you, when you do something like Metallica where, you know, the first three albums, like, oh, okay, this is the established sound of this group. And then they try to venture off. And then the fans are like, wait, what are you doing? It's kind of like now yeah. if Godsmack try to do a total 180 right now, they'd lose everybody. Because, yeah. you know, it, and same thing with, like, you know, before, you know, Chester passed away, it would be the same with Linkin Park. If Linkin Park made albums where there was no no rap whatsoever on it, you know, I think people would be yeah. like, what the hell's wrong with Linkin Park now? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, that, was, that was their last record, right? That was why they, get, they had so much negative press because their last yeah. record was basically a pop record. There wasn't one yeah. heavy song on there. Yeah. And yeah. That's what they wanted to do, and that's fine. But most of the fans didn't care for it, right? Yeah. But then they also they bring in some new fans too, though. But so I mean, it's. But I understand you have to do what makes you happy, right? You can't exactly. worry about what everyone else wants you to do, whether it's your business. I mean, I got tired of teaching kettlebell courses. What am I supposed to do? Just keep doing it because fans of mine, for that information, want me to keep doing it. No, I have to do what yeah. makes me happy. Well, those fans of yours will eventually go away and they'll go somewhere else because they'll get tired of it, even though it's so crazy. The oxymoron is, you know, these people who follow you and, and pretty much, you know, are fans of yours, they want you to stay in that space, but they want to be able to walk out and come and go as whenever they want to. But they yeah. don't want. But when they but when they decide they want to come back, they want to make sure that you're still there. Yeah. That's, yeah, you're like, that's, yeah, you're like, that's true. Like, that's true. Like, that's true. Like, I, I get that now. I get that like, now. Like I get all these, I still get all these fitness people that have come and follow me like on Facebook or whatever, but they come expecting to see body weight stuff, kettlebell stuff, whatever else. And then it's the next thing they notice, they send me holding an AK-47 and a Glock, you know, and I'm out <laughs> on the range, 
you know, and I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, where are the, where's the kettlebells? Like, oh, no, you don't want to shoot those. <laughs> so I was just like, just like hey. so then the, the next question is, hey, man, <laughs> big fan of yours, man. Like, uh, you, you still doing kettlebells? I'm like, dude, are you paying attention to my profile here? Are you actually looking at my page? I said, where, where do you see that? I'm like, you know, you still see workouts on there. That's because you still need to be fit and able to defend yourself. But, you know, it's just like, to my trust, I still work out. I'm just not going out there and teaching things anymore because, again, that just doesn't interest me like that. And, you know, yeah. and you would hope that, you know, that that would actually inspire them to realize, like, don't continue to just do the same thing over and over, man, and think that it's going to keep you motivated. It's really not. It's got to be something. It's got to be something else. You know, if, if whatever you're doing is not evolving, eventually you're going to grow tired of it as well. But, you know, you're not obligated to just stick with it, and especially if you're not yeah, feeling it. If you're not feeling that and anymore, man, do something else. Do what you do feel. Do something else. Do something yeah. else. That's everybody's problem. Like when I did, <clears throat> when I um, took Tony Blower's course and and became yeah. a, a a PDR coach, personal defense readiness coach. Yeah. I think that was in 2010, and and I was I was like really into it for like two years, and then because stuff at the gym got weird at that time, yeah. um, try to put my brain a little bit more into the gym because I have been like away for a while. And now I'm actually, yeah, getting, getting back into that also. Um, I think at the end of the year and then starting next year, I'm going to be more involved in personal defense stuff. And because like you said, you just get tired, man. I mean, I've been training people for like 18 years. Right. And, and, and it's fun. It's cool to see how, you know, people's lives change and all that. But at the same time, it's cool to know that you're making them safer, you know, yeah, exactly. by, by, by doing and There's this. a demand. So, that's a demand that's never going away. There are certain, there are certain yeah. industries that are never going to get hurt by the recession, and that's like the that's food industry, exactly. personal defense industry, and the porn industry. Okay. One Definitely. thing about those things, man, Definitely. they're never going to get hurt by yeah. any type of economic and, crisis. And I, yeah, <laughs> and I'm actually putting a course together with all those three. So, it's going to be wait really interesting. You, you do realize I said porn. Like, wait a minute. You do realize I said porn that last one. Like, yeah, he, said, he, said, he said porn, not the band's corn. No, yeah, no porn. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's what people want. So why don't give, why don't give them what they want, man? That's, you know, well, it, it is fun. kind of all right where, where skirt shirts were invented. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that, man. And like I said, and to me, I don't know about, you know, getting into personal defense. Yeah, helping other people be able to defend themselves, protect themselves is really cool. But also what happens, what really gets it for me is also seeing how my life being in the fitness world carries over into that world and really oh, driving home the importance of how of being physically and mentally in shape is more of, of a way of protecting yourself than any weapon you can put in your hand. And I think so many people so dependent on the tool, you know, like, oh, the knife, the gun, the stick or whatever else that they leave out the mental aspect and the physical aspect. And you really get that mental aspect when you really train hard. You, you have to put together a, a training regimen and stick to it and, and follow through all the way. And certain certain phrases even carry over into the defense world, like follow through. You know, that's very important when you're thinking about, you know, you know, when you're pointing a gun at a target, you know, you know, and 
in your trigger discipline. Well, also, that follow-through also helps when you're working with your phys- physical fitness. Instead of just hopping from here and over there, over there, and over there, we, are, we always know how dangerous that can be. As far as that's how you can get hurt. That's how you never get the results that you want. That's how you become jaded with it. Well, I mean, that happens the same way when you're talking about personal defense. It's like you've got to follow through on that, man. you got to keep your eye on your target. And not just sit there and just feel like, okay, I hit it, I'm good now. Like, no, you gotta stay, you gotta stay on point. So a lot of those things, it's so much carryover. Even just the athletic stances that you have to have when you're moving yeah. with a weapon or moving on on the mat or whatever else. So many things that carried over that you, if you didn't learn about having a strong like physical base and really know about your footing and knowing about having a rhythm and and stepping this way and stepping that way and how the body's supposed to move and you know and just knowing what it's supposed to do as far as physics is concerned, then a lot of times you will end up being in a lot of trouble when it comes to defending yourself. Even if you're backpedaling, like, look, man, there's, there's just so many things. Like, even when I'm training with, you know, my instructors or whatever, and we're doing drills and, you know, we're, okay, okay, the, the assailant is coming after you. You know, you got to fire back or, you know, whatever else. And to see so many people in those classes fall on their face, even though you know they're not supposed to be on their heels or whatever else, it's like, dude, you know, they're standing straight up. I'm looking at someone and say, hey, you might want to kind of put your hips back a little bit before we start backpedaling because if you're standing straight up, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. And they end up finding out, man. It's just little things that carry over from that physical fitness world. It's just like, come on, man. The, the body, the mechanics of the body, it doesn't matter what you're doing. The, those those laws still apply. Those rules still apply, no matter Definitely. what you do. Definitely. Like, there's a lot of those, are some, those are some of the benefits of even taking a class, right, regardless of the context, because sometimes you watch something on a video and you go, okay, I, I get, I can conceptualize what they're trying to get across. And you right. think you have the blueprint in your mind, but it's not until – a professional is watching you that you realize you're doing a lot of things wrong. You can't see yourself. That's why, I mean, when yeah. many years ago, it's when I wanted to get back into more barbell movements and so forth, I, that's when I came up with that idea to do that video with Mark Phillippe. So I went, I trained at his gym for a couple months. Yeah, most of the time under, yeah, most of the time under his tutelage. So he's there correcting my deadlift technique, my squat technique. And then there were so many little tips that were so meaningful to have, professional eyes on you and then also just watching you just breaking down the movement for you go okay here's what you're doing wrong when you come out of the out of the hole on the squad here's what you're doing wrong when you set up on your deadlift and you want to make sure you do this and so forth those kind of things are hard to pick up if not impossible to pick up if you're just training yourself if you're just on your own it it is impossible it is impossible yeah Definitely. One thing that helps, though, is filming yourself, right? That helps a lot because sometimes oh, yeah. in your mind you're going, okay, this is what I'm imagining I look like when I do this. And then right. you film it and you go, man, <laughs> that that is not the way it felt. When I, when I did it, I thought it looked like this. And now that I see it, it didn't look anything like that. And sometimes you're, ha- you're happy. You, you, you look at a clip, you go, okay, cool. That, that actually looks really good. So it, it's useful either way. Yeah. Actually, you know, you're actually, you can, if you're really honest with yourself, you should also be happy when it looks totally different than what you thought it was actually, what you actually thought was happening. So you can be like, okay, it's very humbling. So it's like, okay, first of all, stop fooling yourself. You got to be real with yourself because the only way you're going to get better, you have to, you have to be truthful with yourself. And so if you keep lying to yourself over and over, man, there's nothing good that's going to come from that. So it's, it's very refreshing to know like, okay. I, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong. But at the same time, I'm humble enough to accept that and move forward and fix this and work on this. And that's where the real fun comes into any type of training that you're doing. It's like, cause that, that goes to show like, okay, this is how you get better. This is what keeps it interesting. When you're getting everything right, it's not interesting when everything works as planned. I don't care who you are. When everything is perfect and I, it's just, it's not, it's not challenging. 
you're going to get bored with it, man. And you, or worse, you're not going to progress. You're going to be stuck there. You're going to be maintaining, as people like to say in the fitness world. Why would you want to maintain? That's just so boring, man. Can you just imagine being on the freeway and you've gotten all the way up to like 55 miles per hour and you just, you're going to just, and you're going to say 55, okay, that works good. And like if you're dealing with like traffic or whatever else, or, you know, you can actually go that fast. But when you get on an open road in the country, you know, it's just you and no one else. Do you really just want to drive 55 on that open, that open road, man? You drive like a Porsche. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Why would you want to just maintain 55 miles per hour with that? You want to open that sucker up. You want to see if it's worth all that money you paid for it, man, and just go for it. So same and thing. No, no one ever, no one ever really maintains anyway, right? If, if no. that's your goal to maintain, you just you're you're, you're not going to maintain. What, what, when you're trying to improve, worst case scenario, you maintain. Your best case scenario, you actually improve. But that's trying to improve. When you're just going in, oh, plus who gets excited with the goal of? I'm just going to go to the gym to maintain. I'm just going to do what I can normally. I'm not trying to improve anything. It doesn't even sound exciting when you say it. It's just like, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go in there and just do what I normally do. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go through the motions, you know, just because you're not going to get excited about that. It's when you don't have a purpose driven mindset of here's what I'm trying to achieve. So here's what I'm going to go do. Even if you don't make any progress, just the fact that you're trying to make progress is going to be motivating to you. It's going to improve other facets of your life. Also, one thing you guys were talking about, how sometimes, like Ori, you said, sometimes you circle back to something, right? So you did this course, you got into the whole self-defense, got a little burned out with it. Now you're circling back. Just like with your training, you were saying that you cut out deadlifts, you cut out heavy stuff for a while, worked on other things. Now you're circling back to it. That happens a lot, too. So sometimes you may go in a different direction. Let's say me going from kettlebells into hormone optimization, but... I'm a big fan of training still. I still work out a lot. I still like talking about it and I still read books about it. So there's always the possibility that sometime down the line you circle back. Maybe you have a lot of new fresh stuff you want to talk about. So it's new and exciting again and you circle back. So just because you jump from one rock to another doesn't mean that you're leaving that behind permanently. You're just almost taking a vacation from it, which makes it more refreshing when you come back. And what's going to be really refreshing is when Ori comes back because his line dropped. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the silence there. <laughs> that explains him not trying to go. Yeah, Nick. I was like, man, I'm making a lot of I'm making a lot of good points here, and he's not saying anything. Come on, man. I'm trying to give that ball back to you. <laughs> I'm sitting over trying not to crack up while you were saying all this stuff. I was like, okay, man. I was like, you're on a roll. I'm not going to stop you and tell you that his call got dropped, but uh. I was like, no, well, uh, you're making at least good the, points. At least, the, at least the audience can enjoy those good points. He'll have to listen to this episode to, to hear what he missed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, we all go, even things that you enjoy, sometimes you're going to go through periods where you just don't enjoy it for whatever reason, right? That's natural. Right. But But when it's prolonged, then if you don't, or if you're not willing to accept the inevitable conclusion of that, you're just lying to yourself, right? So, so if you exactly. if you have a if you have a bad if you have a couple of, if you have a week or two where you're train you're not excited about training, you're just going through the motions. That's fine. That happens, and it's good to just go through the motions rather than do nothing. I'm not saying sit at home and do nothing for two weeks and then get your enthusiasm back. Sometimes you just have to keep the momentum going. So you go put in the workouts, and then it circles back around. Your enthusiasm comes back, and you're ready to ramp it up again. But when it goes on for a long time, I say a, a whole month of just just you, just the idea of going into the gym and doing those same workouts just is just nauseating to you. I mean, come yeah. on, it's time to take a break. Go do something yeah. else. Go do something else that's exciting. Go sprinting. Go hiking. 
do body weight yeah, stuff. Nine times completely different. Yeah, nine times out of ten, if you're someone that's like really that loves training like we do, and you get into that mode like that, where even after a few weeks you're just still not motivated. Nine times out of ten, there's some other things going on in, in your outside life, whether that need to be addressed, which makes it very hard. Because let's, let's let's face it, when it comes to training, you got to be focused, man. When you're in that gym and you're yep. lifting those weights, man. So nine, most likely something else is on your something else is on your mind or something that you keep trying to put off and you might end up being one of these people that feel like, you know, if I don't go to the gym, then I'm, I can't get anything done, blah, blah. Then you got to let go of that too. But when you try <laughs> to use that as a replacement to stay motivated for other aspects of your life, it doesn't necessarily work that way. You know, these things all work together <clears throat> synergistically. You know, there are other aspects of your life that pump you up and motivate you to go to the gym. So don't put right. everything on the right. gym to, to complete your life. Okay, don't don't Jerry Maguire the gym. Somebody, you know, you complete me and whatever else <laughs> with, the, with gym life or whatever. So. Well, someone someone put up a good meme and I shared it online. It's it, I think it's just paraphrasing it basically said, "Do do I go to the gym to enhance my life or because I have no life?" <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> like, you don't want you don't want to be the latter, right? You you don't yeah, want to be the latter. We know people over the latter. Oh, yeah. We know quite a few people that are because it's the one place where they feel comfortable and they feel like they're progressing. They feel like they're in control. But I, I would say the most important thing you do with training is take it to other facets of your life, improve right. other areas, whether it's being a better person or a better business person, more charitable, more compassionate. Take those take those lessons you learn from intense training and carry it over to other areas. That's the most valuable demonstration of what you're doing. Exactly. And the fact is, can you go through those other aspects of your life and not mention training all the time. That's when you know you're really <laughs> making progress. So if you go to yeah. those aspects of your life and you're still talking about what you did in the gym, you've got a problem. <laughs> so you've got a problem, man. You need, you need to address that. No, hundred percent. And sometimes you're just, you're just burned out because you just hit a, you just hit a wall with your central nervous system is burned out. Your, your body's right. beat up and you're just trying to push through it, but you have to pull it back when that happens. You're not going to just push through that. When, you're, when your nervous system is fried, like Christian Thibodeau always says, by the time your body's overtrained, your brain's been overtrained for a while already. <laughs> right. So if, if your body your brain is up, like, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes your brain is not firing properly, and that's why when you're lifting something that normally feels easy, it doesn't. It, it's not in the groove, right? It just feels off. And you think it's your body. Your body yeah. doesn't really feel beat up yet. So you think it's, you, you just say, okay, I just got to push through this. And, and the reality is, is that your body is about to feel beat up next. It's just inevitable. Right. When, you, when your brain starts getting fried, where you're, you're, the connection between your mind and body is just not there when you're training. It doesn't feel fluid. You don't feel in the pocket. It feels more difficult yep. than it should be. Those are all your brain's signs. With, your brain's sitting there with his arms crossed and looking the other direction. He's like, excuse me, dude, I'm trying to lift this barbell off the floor. And your brain's like, hmm, I don't care. <laughs> Come on, let's see how far you can lift it without me <laughs> since you're not listening to me. So it, it becomes a, it becomes that really facetious, like, spouse <laughs> when you think yeah. about it. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've been, you, you haven't been giving them the attention they've been asking for or whatever. And you've been taking them for granted. And it's like, okay, I'll get your attention one way or the other. So it's so holding out on sex. It holds out on lifts. <laughs> which is pretty much about the same type of excitement if you do it right. So you, know, you miss that feeling. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> what What is it you're trying to tell me? But then, then the key is to take that discipline and just do a restoration week. You get a massage. Maybe you go to a crowd sauna. Maybe you go to a spa, sit in a hot tub sauna. In other words, you take that, you you go do four restoration activities instead of four workouts in a week. Right. Catch up on your sleep. Make sure your diet's on point. Go read books. Relax. Go do other things. Still stay active. Go walking. Go hiking. 
Yeah, no one says. No, it's not the time to watch like all six, all five seasons of Peaky Blinders, you know, (laughs) for like the next four or five (laughs) weeks or something like that. But if you do that, you'll come out of it. By the end of that week, you'll be ready to go. That's just 100%. And then the key is once you jump back in, don't try to jump back in where you left off. Left off. Dial it back. Yeah, dial it back a little bit. Go through a couple of workouts where it's going to be easy. If you're used to deadlifting 500 pounds, deadlift 400 for a couple sets of three. Just go, yeah, it's easy. It's supposed to be easy. Work on speed. Work on ripping it off the ground. Work on some other exercises. Go through some workouts where you're not going to be beat up at all afterwards. Because you shouldn't be beat up after every single workout. That's more of a peaking phase, right? So you're getting close to your performance goal. You're peaking. Sure, you're you're getting – it's more and more intense as you get closer to hitting that goal. But those are the couple of weeks leading up to it, not months leading up to it. You can't sustain that. It's like like a UFC fighter, right? They peak for a fight. So they get in this ridiculous fitness shape right before a fight. Now, they can't maintain that for long, a couple of days at the most. So once it once the event is over, you dial it back, you rest up, you go through some easy training, you, you then you gradually ramp it back up to peak again for the next event. You're not trying to stay in that peak shape all the time, though. It's not possible. Yeah, exactly. Even when they say, even when the fighters say, you know, I stay in shape and fight ready all year round. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah, you continue to train and you do exactly what you just mentioned. You know, you, you dial it back and you do something else, but you stay active and you build back up. But at the same time, it's just you're not where you were. When you said that quote and you made that statement, you know, right before a fight, you know, you're not going to be like that 365 days a year physically and mentally. You know, so it's just no, a certain aspect of that. Yes. But the whole thing, not so much. You're not that in shape like where you are right now all year round. Yeah. You might be ready to fight, meaning, yeah, you're ready to start a training camp right on, you know, just like that. Then, yeah. But again, it's about how is that training camp put together? They're not starting like they're not going to sit there and start you in week one the way you'd be in week 11. Right. So right. be totally honest. And what sucks about this, when people on the outside who don't know about that lifestyle, they hear these things, they think they can do things like that. You know, like, well, man, I can do that. No, you can't. No, you yeah, can't. You're not, you're not, not going to maintain your best all year round. So let's say you hit a PR in the deadlift. Well, you're not going to hold on to that all year round. You're going to drop back to a certain point, And that's OK. I would say as long as you're you, as long as you stay within five weeks of your peak, in other words, it would take about five weeks to get back there, then you're going to keep pro- progressing. If you right. fall back to where you fell off the wagon so hard that it's going to take a year or so to get back, that that's right. too much. Now you're wasting a lot of time just backpaneling. Now, now you have to try to get back to where you were. It takes a year and then you make a little progress. So you always want to be within four to five weeks. In other words, Let's say you're nowhere. Let's say right now you couldn't do whatever the PR is, but you're. But in four weeks you could with the right training regimen, and right. then four weeks out means that you're you're still training intensely, but it's more in that 65 to 75 percent of your one rep max, which honestly is where most of your strength gains are going to come. That's the irony that people yeah. forget. I always say the mistake a lot of people make is that that one rep they max, try to man. demonstrate. Well, they want to demonstrate their strength at every workout. But right. you're not building strength when you do that. You're just burning yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, you're demonstrating it. At best, you're going to maintain that number. You're not actually going to improve, though, because you improve when you have when the weight is light enough that you can master the technique, all facets of it, heavy enough that your body feels it. So you're actually building strength. But I think it was Ed Cohn who said when he when he's working on building strength, he stays in that 70 to 80 percent of his one rep max. And then he, then he goes higher when he's peaking for an event. 
More of the Live Life Aggressively show right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the LLA show is brought to you by Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS is an online course building tool which helps you turn any WordPress website into your own digital academy where you can train, coach, and educate your community. Look, Mike and I know there are a lot of LLA listeners out there who are strength coaches, personal trainers, health and fitness pros, as well as other current and potential entrepreneurs who are looking to start their own thing, add more value to their current services and products, or who are seeking a way to stop trading time for dollars. So Chris over at Lifter LMS reached out and wanted to sponsor the LLA show. One, because he's a longtime listener and he believes in the holistic, no BS approach to health and fitness that we talk about here on the LLA show. Two, he wants to help quality health and fitness entrepreneurs grow their businesses online. Lifter LMS has already helped thousands of trainers and experts just like you augment their businesses with online courses. Look folks, these courses have the power to unlock the full potential of your expertise, lead you to the freedom that comes with an online business, and expand your impact to a larger global community. Take a look for yourself. Simply visit LifterLMS.com strength to download the Lifter LMS for free. Chris is also offering LLA listeners a generous 30% off coupon for anything in the Lifter LMS store. Simply use the coupon code STRENGTH. So go check it out at LifterLMS.com strength. That's Lifter, L-M as in Mike, S dot com slash strength. Again, that 30% off coupon code is STRENGTH. That's LifterLMS.com strength. And now back to the show. So 70 to 80% of your one red max is still going to be heavy enough that you feel it, but it's going to be light enough that you can practice it often. And the more often you can, if you can, if you can deadlift four, four times a week, you're going to improve a lot faster than hitting it hard once a week. But you can only do it four times a week if you're staying in that 65 to 80% at the most time. And I've, 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 I've been going through this myself. I started off in those percentages. I was doing really well. I was getting stronger faster. So I started ramping it up more and that's fine too. That's peaking, just getting up to a certain number so you know where you're at and you can recalibrate those percentages. You know, now I'm going to start back in that 70 to 80% range with a new calibration from what I started, meaning I'm at a higher one rep max to work out the percentages. So right. just keep going through this ebb and flow. Now, what I like about that 70 to 80% is you never feel beat up. You know, if, unless, if you do feel beat up, it's because you're lying to yourself on what your one rep max <laughs> right. is. Something a lot of guys are like, well, I think I can do this. It's like, no, 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 no. Put down what you know you can do. This is why Jim Wendler on that 531 program, he goes, okay, take your one rep max. Then he goes, now take 90% of that. Now use that number to work out your training percentages. And that was a clever way of him knowing inherently that guys lie to themselves. So at least if you take 90% of the number you're lying about, it's, it's going to be at least closer to reality. What you, yeah. I, mean, I remember there was this one magazine, I think it was Men's Fitness, where they would ask people how much they could bench press, just random people on the street. And they'd be like, okay, let's go to the gym right now and see how close you are to that number. And, and every single guy exaggerated what they could do. Not one person could do what they said they could do. A lot of them hold on to a number that they did in high school or a number that they hear that most guys do. So they don't want to be left <laughs> out, the average guy. If the average guy says, you know, I can sit there and throw up, you know, three three fifteen. You know, to my three plays on each side. Like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. So that becomes that that magical, mystical number for every guy on bench press for some reason. You know, trying to do right, three right. plays. Where in high school, everybody had to do two plays on each side. Like, you know, it was all about two twenty five because you know everybody thinks they're going to go to the NFL and do, go to the combines. So they're like, okay, I got to learn how to master two twenty five because that's what you got to lift and blah blah. <laughs> so. All these little these unicorn numbers, that's what I call them, man, these unicorn numbers. It's like women when they're having female clients first come to me 
when they first called when I was doing that. And, you know, I just want to lose, I just want to lose like 10 pounds or I want to get back down to one. I want to get down to 120 and 125. What was it about 120 and 125 for a lot of women that they, they felt like this was the magical number, no matter if they were four foot six or if they were like six foot two, they always felt like, you know, getting down to us. Do you understand that? 120 pounds on a four foot six woman, you know, looks really, I don't know, <laughs> really weird. <laughs> and if you're six one or six two and you're a woman and you're trying to get down to 120 pounds, yeah, they've got a word for that. It's called crackhead because that's what you're going to look like when you try to get down that slim like that. <laughs> like, you know, you got to go, you got to get down to a healthy weight and your body's going to let you know what that's going to be. It'll, it'll work that out. If you're just doing all the things you're supposed to do, it'll figure those numbers out for you. And those numbers really don't mean anything. People always need to understand, you know, and I know people try to say that. What about people who are like 500 pounds? I said, no, here's the deal. When it comes to weight and stepping on that scale, all that is is just telling you how much weight it takes to keep your ass from floating around thanks to gravity. That's all you need to look at that number is. Because <laughs> it, it means nothing else, really, because it's not factoring everything else that goes into that. It's not talking about your body fat. It's not talking about your cholesterol. It's not talking about your testosterone and all your other right. hormones. It's not talking about any of those things. So that number means not a damn thing in reality, man. It's basically it's just something to make you cry. It's just something to, to sit there and, and just and make you become very anxious and neurotic and get you something to fixate on. Basically, it's a lie that you're going to fixate on something that's not real. And don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. In fact, you know, I would challenge somebody. You know, everybody take your scale out of your house. And then you'll re- start realizing just how much, probably how much better your workouts are, how much better you, you, you get to enjoy the food that you're eating. Because now that you have, you don't have that crutch, you really do have to be in tune and figure these things out on, you know, on your own. And actually have to listen to your body and not have the scale tell you one thing. Even when you're feeling great, like you, you were talking about this with just hormone optimization and just testosterone. You know, these guys sit there and like they're feeling great. You know, they're getting good sleep. Their sex life is, is good. You know, it's really good. But yet and still, yeah. they get their they they go and get their blood work done, and they see the testosterone is a certain number. They're like, oh man, it's like it's too low, you know, and and my estrogen's too high, you know. I, I got to work on this. Like, wait a minute, when didn't you say you were having some like having good sex with your partner and you were feeling good and you were attacking your workouts and all? Yeah, but no, here we go with the yeah, but it's like, dude, <laughs> don't let that number throw you off, man. So the same thing goes with just get on that scale. If you're feeling good, you know, and you're you actually getting quality sleep, you're digesting the food that you're actually eating, you're eating real food. Like I said, you, you other health things like your skin's looking better, you know, and your quality of life feels better. Who gives a damn what that scale says, man? Like, come on. Yeah, num- numbers really become complex. No beast, if you're obese and overweight, why the hell are you getting on a scale? You already know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, guys, I'm back, I'm back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, who the hell you are you? Hear the- we can hear the we, we can hear the palm trees blowing in the wind behind you, so we figure yeah. we're back on. <laughs> now with numbers, the other thing also is that they can be deceptive because I've had guys send me lab work where they have a total testosterone of seven hundred, which is a really good number, but right. it's not a good number for them. They need to be higher than that, right? They need to be at nine hundred to feel really good, while someone else if, at seven hundred would feel like the king of the world. And right. then there's guys at four fifty, which is not a good number for me. You know, I need to be higher than that. But for them, they feel great. Now, right. you could always, but sometimes you feel great, but that doesn't mean you can't improve that. But that's the other thing, too. So as you could be at 450, you're like, yeah, I think I feel pretty good. And then you get up to 700, you're like, oh, wow, this is a totally different experience than what I was at. You know, now you have a new standard. 
So anyway, it's 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 complex, but it's always you want to you want to like Dr. Mark Gordon says you want to treat the person as well in terms of how they're feeling and so forth. But then you have to be honest about that as well. And and a lot of guys aren't honest. A lot of people in general aren't like both men and women aren't honest. But a lot of guys in general aren't honest about how they're feeling. They go, oh, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel fine. Basically, that whole I feel okay, I feel fine is basically that's code word for just stop asking me questions and leave me alone. <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. It's, like, it's, it's code word for I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like when you get in the, it's like when you you've done something you pissed off your partner and then you know they're kind of quiet and kind of you like you, you can tell the behavior is different. Hey, what's wrong? Oh, I'm fine. Nah, especially <laughs> guys. If a woman tells you she's fine, she's not fine. You're in trouble. <laughs> so you're in trouble. Yeah. Or his, that's, that's the equivalent of her telling y'all, oh, go ahead, go do what you want to do. Go ahead, stay out as long as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. No, and guys, in that, kind of so guys well. in that kind of relationship, they know they're in trouble. <laughs> Those guys know they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't mean I'll be back in an hour. You. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be alone waiting for you to come back home. Trust me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But then it's easy. It's overly. It's easy to fixate on a number too, where someone they're just looking at testosterone. And hormone optimization is so much more than just testosterone. It's DHEA and insulin sensitivity and what your glucose level is and so forth. So there's so many other factors that could come into it. Yeah. So if someone's sex, if someone's sex drive is low, but their testosterone number looks like it's good, that it could be something unrelated to testosterone yeah. because dopamine is also important for sex drive. Nitric oxide levels are important for function. DHT is more important than testosterone. And you could be taking something to block hair loss that's crushing your DHT. So even though your testosterone is fine, your DHT level is abysmal. And that's why you feel like crap. So it's, it's, it's fairly complex. But what's cool is the numbers give you information. It starts giving you things to look at. You know, without the data, you don't really know what to look at. And, and that's yeah, why right. blood work is important. If you're just going, well, this is how I think I feel, you need something to substantiate that. And blood work is not perfect or lab work is not perfect, but it's information, what it things helps. you can yeah. use. And, and there's always something to improve, too. So even if you're feeling great, go get some work done because right. that doesn't mean you can't improve. You look at your numbers, you go, okay, I'm feeling good. And most of these numbers look pretty good, but there's a couple of things I could work on here. And you wouldn't know that if you didn't get the lab work done. Yeah, friend of mine, after, after watching you on, on – after watching you, Mike, on uh-huh. um, Rituals podcast, he was actually yeah. talking to me about that. He was like, man, I didn't know so many things could throw off your testosterone levels. Or, I mean, I was like, dude, anything can, you know, mess with your um, test numbers. And, and, and you don't even know. And maybe, and maybe you, would, you, would, you will never know, depending on if you are willing to spend, you know, all that money in, 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 in all the blood work and everything you, you need to get to right. to try to find out what's wrong with you, you know? Yeah, I, I'm all about finding underlying causes, but sometimes people yeah. take it too far, right? So, like, yeah, yeah underlying people, causes yeah, are important, but sometimes it's going, look, your numbers suck, so let's, let's pick the fastest route to improve them so you don't feel like crap for the rest of the year. You know, we could yeah. we could spend the next three years looking for these underlying causes That's to know what hell. Yeah. You know, so sometimes yeah, it's like, look, really, you feel like crap. Life is too short to feel like crap. So let's look at improving these numbers quickly right now so that you feel good. And we can still try to find out what the underlying causes are during yeah. the next duration. But let's get you feeling good right now because if you're feeling depressed and your your zeal for life is not there, 
you're not going to want you don't want someone to tell you, well, look, you know, we're going to spend the next year trying to figure out what's going yeah. on with yeah. you. And, and, what are you supposed yeah, to do and, during that period? Yeah. You're not going to be motivated yeah. to do anything, you know. But let's get yeah. you feeling good right now, so that you're motivated motivated to to actually want to go down this process and figure out these. Yeah, things. man. I mean, during that year, you got to stay away from bridges and uh, you know, <laughs> my gun stores, to my you know pharmacies, pharmacies hookers. This is like, come on, no bucks, no bucks jumps for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you're at a certain age too, right? Like I'm going to be 45 soon. It's like I don't really care about underlying causes right now. I care about quality of life for the for the next dec- several decades. So yeah. it's like, yeah, underlying causes are important. Don't get me wrong. And you, but when you're eating healthy and you're sleeping well and you're taking the right supplements and things are still not going right, you know, then it's, then they go, what's the harm of taking something like my testosterone booster, which is a natural testosterone booster that's going to ramp up your own production? It's like, well, yeah. why is my number not where it should be? It's like, maybe your number was never there. Maybe you've never had high <laughs> testosterone levels. You know, yeah, oh, you're, assuming, yeah, you're assuming because your number is, is not optimal now that maybe at some point in your life it was great. Maybe it never was great. You know, maybe that's just yeah. your genetic card. <laughs> so you take something that ramps it up so you feel great and get on with your yeah. life. You were born with that Jenner gene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I look, you can either take the supplement or you can go buy some dresses. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> well, Bruce, Bruce Jenner's estrogen level. Actually, I mean, he was going down that road long before the Kardashians, but I think that was the yeah. final, that, that was the final domino, right? <laughs> because he was around oh, yeah. the most estrogen dominant group you could imagine for many years and that that's what pushed him finally over the edge <laughs> or at least gave him the confidence to finally accept you know this is who i am <laughs> just like you know right, what? hey right. they're, they're so busy judging themselves they don't have time to judge me so i can do what i want <laughs> you know so. no and i think i think it's great that people should do whatever it is that makes them happy right you're not harming someone else i mean like like carol and i were at the saliva concert on at the vinyl at uh, the hard rock a couple great, days ago man. Yeah, they're a really good band. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a really cool venue. Yeah, yeah, it's a great venue to see them. That's a great band, man. So I'm a long yeah, time but, ago. But, I mean, there was, there was a guy there who was – I'm not quite sure what he was trying to do. And I, the reason why I say that is because he looked masculine, yet he had a dress on, you know, a sleeveless dress. <laughs> he was a big arm walking around. And I was, there, I was like, wow, that's that's different. But – I'm not making any judgment in terms of he doesn't have a right to do that. It's like that, yeah. hey, that makes you feel good about yourself and you feel happy. You know, who cares what I think? You know, do I think it's weird? Yeah, but so what? <laughs> yeah. Some people may think my black and white beard is weird. You know, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to stop you. <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm not going to. Doesn't mean that I'm going to not wear it out. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go around like like getting a haircut. What is that? Uh, just for men and dyeing it black. You know, you're not doing yeah. that, man. Just make other people feel comfortable. You know. Oh, I, I have to dye part of my beard because otherwise you wouldn't even see it because it's it's, it's so it's so white. It, I would look like I have half a beard walking around. They're like, man, that guy's got a beard on one side, but you know, it looks like he shaved the other side. And then you get close up. Then, then when you see me close up, they're like, oh, okay, he does have hair there. You know? They're so like, I, oh man. <laughs> They're like, I didn't know they were filming the new Batman in Vegas, man. There's two yeah, right no, I def full disclosure. I definitely, I definitely use just for bed or something else to dye the beard because otherwise it doesn't even look like I have a beard. You know? <laughs> it's one thing to have gray. I don't mind that, but if if, if the hairs are white, you know, you, right. you don't see anything from afar. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, or you know, when you talk to people, switch sides and change your voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you basically become the Michael Jackson black and white video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so one minute he turns to one side to talk to Carol, and then he turns yeah. to the other side to like talk to my Jason. <laughs> 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 it's like, who are you? Well, it depends on what side the camera is on. You know? <laughs> depends on what it's angle. One, you know? It's my one side is BET News and one side is Fox News. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one side I take advantage of affirmative action. You know, the other side I take advantage of the same. <laughs> Like, it's like when you're signing ethnic background, the form is like, well, it depends. <laughs> what are you guys looking for? <laughs> What's going to help me get hired here? <laughs> I've, got, I've got some Native American ancestry, too, if that helps. <laughs> so, well, what kind of Indian are you? It's like, well, it depends. You know, East Indian ancestry is probably not going to help. But, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Flathead Indian, Indian may help, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm sure we just triggered quite a few people just in that little commentary right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trigger warning, pretty much for the entire country right now. <laughs> well, it's good to trigger people, especially keyboard warriors, and and we, Ori, oh, yeah. we know you had. Ori had a little example of a keyboard warrior who said, what did he say to you? He said, oh, you know, who are you to give advice on the vegan diet? You've only been doing it for a month, even though you've been doing yeah. it for eight years. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and even if you have been doing it for a month, that means you can't say anything about it. It's like, yeah, you don't have to position yeah, I mean, yourself as an yeah. expert. You could be like, hey, I'm doing it for a month, and here's how I'm feeling, and, and here's what's working for me. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Even, and, if, even, you know, if, even if it were only a month, no big thing. Yeah, and, and with that, like, I have the same stance you have on it. Like, I don't preach to people, even at the gym. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, every day I'm talking to at least 80 people, 100 right. people. And, and, and some of them don't even know I, I, I eat plant-based. Um, maybe when we start talking about nutrition and then they're like, oh, I, I kind of heard about it. But right. Right. So I'm not preaching about it. I don't, and everything I say is, is how I feel. Because I always tell people, you got to try it out. Like, you got to try it out. Obviously, <clears throat> I tell people, we all should be eating this way. For me, it was easy to to do it. Like, I, I said, one day, I'm going to try this out. And I did it right away. But because I, I, I didn't eat. I wasn't already eating fish, you know, I wasn't, I, I, maybe I was eating just like chicken. I wasn't even eating meat. So I didn't have to stop eating a lot of things right. that most people eat. Right. And the problem I've heard people when they try it out is they mm -hmm. want to do it, you know, from one day to the next. And and they don't have that transition phase where they they right. start like okay, I'll stop it in this. I'll I'll do this for you know a few days a week, and 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 that's why they come up with you know like it doesn't work for me. Um, you know that's not for everybody. Definitely everything is not for everybody. You know right. But if you're gonna right. give it a try, 
do it the right way. Right. That's the only thing. So it's it's funny when I when I post something um about like being vegan or even um animal rights. You know, right. it's 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 so so funny how you know, we're living in this in this world where you can't say anything, really. Luckily for us, we don't give a shit and we say it anyway. <laughs> I was just sitting there but, thinking I was like, I can say what the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. But, but like like most people well, I, know, I, always, like, I always like to look at what's effective, right? So I, I talk right. about I definitely do a lot of animal rights stuff. Mainly, a lot of it I do on Twitter just because it's easy to get it out there and I can say, look, sign this petition, please. Let's get this out there. Now, if people don't care, if a percentage of my followers don't care about that, that's fine. But it also means it's also not going to stop me from putting out what I think is important. Yeah. Because if, yeah. if even one person is provoked to take positive action on one of these things, that's worth it to me. And then I want to get this yeah. stuff out there. And I, and I want people to know that these are these are things I care about. If you don't care about it, that's fine. Maybe you just want to hear about my fitness information. Maybe you want to hear about the training stuff. That's okay, too. You, know, you don't have to like yeah. and retweet everything I put out there, but that's not going right. to stop me from putting it out there. Yeah, 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 definitely. But it's crazy, man. It, it's like this world is, is – I don't know where it's – I mean, I know where we're ending. Like literally the world is going to end pretty soon because you cannot say anything without somebody – you know, yeah. uh, man, making well, a big their world, deal out of it. Their world is going to end pretty soon. Everybody's getting oh triggered like this. But people that can hide behind a keyboard, their world is going to end pretty Dude, soon because I there's mean, no keyboard involved. <laughs> and somebody, actually, somebody, and the repercussions for you talking crap is getting punched in the mouth, then I'm pretty sure that world ends for them. Okay, so oh, that's that, that's definitely. the world's going to always be here. It's just the world that they live in. There's a very simple philosophy that if everyone followed would be would make the world a lot much better place. Don't say anything online that you wouldn't say in person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah. I never say anything online that I wouldn't say in person. You know, that's why you don't see me acting like a dickhead to people. I don't go to people's well, websites you go. that you I disagree down. with. Yeah, I don't I yeah. don't go to people's pages that I disagree with and then jump on their page and disagree with oh, them. Yeah, I like so I what's the point of doing that? Hey, man, yeah. I told you guys, I've said a million times. Somebody, everybody's got their golden rule. I have my golden rule. My golden rule is don't be a dick. That's it, man. If yeah. you can just follow that That's rule, it. that eliminates a lot of the stress in your life, man. You won't be no, triggered. I mean, know, any of that. It's, just like, don't be a dick. But it's, it's so funny. Like, the, the other day, I was, um, I was watching a video. I don't know. It was, it was, it was some, something about, um, you know, every, every single day, these sports shows are ranking the best whatever of all time and they were talking about basketball players mm -hmm. and and you know everybody is quick to say well mj and 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 lebron you know and right. they and they forget about kareem kobe. and i was like dude and, and kobe and <laughs> and i was like dude i mean kareem kareem if you combine his high school career and his college career he lost a total of Two games, right. two games, two wow. games, you know, and I'm like, he won everything he can win, every individual award, every team award he could win. And, and then this guy, I just posted that, right? And then this guy came up like, <laughs> um, I mean, right away, he was like, man, what the fuck are you talking about, you stupid motherfucker? I'm like, I'm like dude, man. <laughs> Well, see, the first, the, first, well, the first issue, the first issue that guy had who got all like irate was the fact that how dare someone come with facts? 
And see, that's what's wrong with that's the issue that's happening in this online world we have. Yeah. Now. The fact is, the thing is, facts are too readily available now, which pretty much will will jeopardize anyone's fucking confirmation bias. How dare you jeopardize my confirmation bias by coming to me with facts? Who are you? It's like yeah. I've been living this lie. Who are you to try to come and change my world? Well, so what, yeah. why, do you, why do you have to diminish? Why do you have to diminish someone just for make sharing their opinion? Yeah. You, you don't have to. I, mean, that's what it all, I, I, I could have read that and been like, okay, you're bringing up some good points, and maybe you don't agree yeah. with it, but you, you, mean, don't, you don't have to diminish someone just because you don't. That's, you don't agree yeah, with I mean, it. it's, well, another like, thing is, yeah, you, you get, they're also but, living but, in a world where they in person. But no one would do that in person, though. But these figures oh, yeah. also, they're superheroes too. So how dare you sit there and, and, and belittle their superheroes? Like, LeBron is my hero. That's, that's who I look up to. Don't come in here talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. He's old anyway. Like, uh, like, yeah, wait like, a dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, it's crazy. I, I, I always tell people, there have been on, like, in sports, and I, and, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I mean, I'm an addict of sports. Like, I watch everything. In sports, maybe, there are a few, like, unanimous all-time greats. You know, like, Gretzky is one. Like, you can say, okay, hockey, man, Wayne Gretzky, hands down, right? Um, even in golf, you can say, well, you could, you could maybe say Tiger, but Nicholas is there. Yeah, and, and like, like, it's hard. It's really hard. In other sports, like surfing, Kelly Slater, obviously the guy... He's he like he's he's above everybody. He's he's like along with Gretzky. I think those are the only two guys you can say they're the best. Even in soccer, people say, well, uh, Maradona, Pele. Like, <clears throat> there's no, there's no. Like it all comes down to opinion. It, it's all an opinion. It's, it's always yeah, going to be it's opinion. opinion, man. It's opinion, it's and 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 and, <laughs> and 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 I understand if if you didn't get to see Magic or Bird. You don't know how good they were. Like the, you know, like, like Reggie Miller was talking about the other day in an interview. Like the eye test. It's like, I don't need stats. I don't need stats. I know how good Magic was. I know how good Bird was. I know how good I was. And he was like, I don't know my shooting percentages. I don't know them. And people nowadays, like everybody brings up these stats, right? It's like, well, the shooting percentage is like, look, I don't know. What I do know is. When my team needed a big basket, usually I came through. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. But now you cannot have an opinion on anything. Look what happened the other day at the U.S. Open with Serena. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, course, my God. And it just I depends mean, on you know, who you – again, that, that whole situation depends on who you are. You know, yeah. what, like there are some people that just can't stand her. So, of course, like she was in the wrong. Then there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some women that really stand for women's rights. And they're going to be like, yeah, they're going to think yeah. that the, the umpire was yeah. wrong. And, and then there's some people, people that, she that could, looking for She the could movie. stab the other girl in front of everybody. It's like, well, she didn't do it, you know? So yeah, exactly. Like, Nobody talks about you know, that. Nobody talks about the positive where Serena actually stood up and still gave the spotlight and made sure that it was shown on her opponent. It's like, hey, this is yeah. your moment. Don't you cry. This is your moment now. Come on, yeah. don't worry. That booing is not for you. It's like, no, this is, and then she even told the crowd, don't boo people. You know, this is her moment. She deserves this. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. People want to focus on the negative between her going back, Serena going back and forth with with the judge, you know, and, at that time. So, because yeah. it's easy to talk about that because people love negativity. You know, it's easy to give your opinion on that. Whereas a lot of times when something's positive, it's just like you're not going to spend a whole like a whole thesis on 
why that was so positive. You're like, oh, man. Mainly what you say is just like when she, you know, held the girl in the spotlight. She goes, wow, good for her. And then you you move yeah, on. So I mean, you can talk all day about the judge, you know, and her going back and forth, whether it's right or wrong. You know, people can do that all day long. But when something is really right, you have to be a complete asshole to say it was wrong. Like for her to sit there and say this is her moment. Somebody said, oh, man, how dare you be selfless like that? No, one, you don't want to yeah. be that asshole. <laughs> so that's yeah, why yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's Next crazy, question. man. People, <laughs> people like wanna... to see people like to see people fall too, right? So anytime yeah. a celebrity gets in hot waters, I mean, yeah, Steve Harvey. Love... Steve Harvey had one of his shows canceled, and people were going, "Oh, he sucked anyway," and you know, blah blah blah. It's like, come on, man. You don't have to be a fan. When you get pleasure out of seeing people, not even yeah. just just having setbacks or something didn't yeah, work out for them, you're like, ha ha ha, it didn't work out for you. Yeah, there's something wrong yeah. with you. Because yeah. At yeah. least these people had the courage to take chances and try stuff and put yourself out there. Even when uh, I, I had people like on that who watched that Rich Roll podcast, right? The one I did. No, I talked yeah. about how I had pneumonia, and I on the episode I said forty liters were pulled from me. And what I meant to say is forty ounces, right? Forty liters is you know yeah. like eighty pounds yeah, or something. Cool. Anyway, I meant to say in my mind I was thinking a bottle of Red Bull, and I meant to say forty ounces. Now, Rich didn't correct me. No, not that it was his job to correct me. And there were other guys in the room. They didn't correct me either. And not that I'm putting any blame on them. You know, it's my job to get it right. Now, but people were so yeah, quick to say, oh, fuck this yeah. guy. You know, he's full of shit. I, I didn't but, listen yeah, after. I didn't but, listen but to I mean, anything after he said that. It's like, yeah, why don't it's you so just easy. ask for clarification? All you have to do is be like, hey, I think he meant this. Or so let me stupid. ask yeah, him. It's so stupid because if you're smart enough, you, you, you would think he's like, oh, I mean, he obviously doesn't mean that, you know, he slipped that, that slipped out of his right. mind. And, then, right? and also, what does that story have to do with any of my information? I'm just yeah. talking about how yeah. I, I'm basically saying yeah. I almost died in pneumonia and here's what happened. Now, yeah. I got one of the points wrong, but that story really has nothing to do with my hormone optimization information other yeah. than it's one of the reasons I know, why I started, I, mean, I started learning about it because I got really sick. But even if I made up that whole story, which I didn't. It still has nothing to do with anything else I said after it. But some Dude, people were just and you thought, just and wanted you to find like, a reason. Yeah, they wanted to find a reason like not to like you. An hour and a half after that, right? So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. They're just yeah. waiting, man. So that was, yeah, that, that was at the beginning, almost. They're going to ring in. So, well, yeah, you know, but but Rich asked me to go on the Rich Rich asked me to go on there and address the YouTube comments, which I did. I went on there. I go, here's what I meant to say. And I didn't get into any kind of, I didn't have any emotional response to people talking shit. I, I just took full responsibility for it. I go, here's what I meant. And I go, now, if you don't want to hear anything else I have to say after that, you know, that's on you. You know, you're making yours. So I'm glad that you've never misspoken ever in your life, <laughs> you know, yeah. but here's an example of me putting myself out there in a, in a, in a podcast where I shared a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't have a comfortable time talking about. Let's be honest. Definitely. So it was, it was three hours of me talking about all kinds of stuff, not just hormone optimization, Definitely. but sharing a lot of insecurities and vulnerabilities just to put it out there because I think it's important. Now, at the same time, the, I mean, over 100,000 people listened to that episode and the vast majority sent me just effusive praise and I got a lot of good feedback, right? So I'm not the kind of person that gets distracted by negativity. A few, a few keyboard warriors are saying crap on YouTube, big deal I mean, on Twitter, yeah. so what? But anyway, I addressed it on every single platform and... One guy basically could like, oh, Rich, you have this this phony salesman guy in your show. And I, I call that guy out again, not an emotional response. I go, look, I made a mistake in the first couple of minutes. 
I go, if you want to miss out on all the great information I delivered after it, that's on you. you know, that, that's, that's your loss, and, not my loss. And, if you, listen to and you know what? And, and to what, his what, credit, he went back and listened. He's like, oh, you know what? I was wrong to be so judgmental. That was a great episode. Blah, well, blah, that, blah, that was blah, great blah. for him. That, but that usually doesn't happen. What's no, it doesn't happen. That, and if, if yeah, you just ask for clarification, all. though, you, but, yeah. but my, my whole point of even bringing this up is that People automatically, they're, they're, some of these people are just looking for a reason not to like you, right? So if it wasn't that, it yeah. would have been something else I said. Even if yeah. I got that right, I would have said something else later in that conversation. And they go, oh, I don't like that. So then they just disqualified the entire thing you know, because of that. Crazy. What's crazy is they have all this information right there. Like if they're going to post some shit coming about basketball, they're Google it, right? So they're going to Google and they're going to Google shit. And it's like um, one time I was talking to Tony um, Blauer and he always, when he posts something about his, his training um, or usually a video where they're doing some demo of a drill. Right. Usually he, he, he puts a disclaimer, read before watching the video. <laughs> right. Cause it's right, gonna right there what it. the video is about. <laughs> Don't read. Obvi yeah, I mean, obviously nobody does it, and then they start writing shit down there. And then um, I remember when he came up with uh, with the course um, to teach at CrossFit gyms um, the Spear system. Yes, Spear. Yeah. And which is called right now. It's called is is called actually um, um, CrossFit Spear, I believe. And before it was CrossFit Defense, and then um, right away, like the first the first courses um, he was in, people were writing everywhere. It's like, you know, what the hell does CrossFit know about personal defense? Who is this guy? It's like, hey, Google him. I mean, it's so easy to Google him. Google him, and you're gonna see the guy's been at it for like thirty plus years. And same thing with 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 you, Mike. I mean. Right. Like, like I, like I, uh, I believe I, I don't know if I, um, wrote that on your page or mine, but I said that, um, like when I was congratulating you on the podcast, which was awesome. And a lot of my friends listened to it and they were like, man, it was great. And it was great to know a little bit more about you and look up, but like I told you, I, I talk about you all the time and I, and I bring, I am bringing you up all the time when I'm talking about this because of, of all the knowledge you have. So to watch that podcast and maybe you're going to watch it, like you decided to sit there for almost three hours. Hey, at least Google the guy. It's like, okay, Mike Mahler. Hmm, this, let's see who, who this Mike Mahler is. And you're going to see who Mike Mahler is. So to write shit about you, like, you know, like you're this nobody and who the hell are you to be there? I mean, it's, it's just tells you how crazy. These well, it's, it's, it's just people being negative. But I'll, I'll tell you this. When I, I addressed, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't address every single person who brought this up. because so I'm just not going to be repetitive. Other people basically said he already addressed this. Here's what he meant. But I did it to first several people who posted that. None of them responded. Because that's what people do. You know, they, they yeah. talk crap thinking that you're either not going to see it or you're not going to respond to it. But there was, no, there was no, the only response to that would have been, 
oh, I apologize for being for being so judgmental and harsh. I should have asked for clarification, right? That's what I would do if I were them in this situation. But then again, I wouldn't post what they posted, so I wouldn't be in that situation. <laughs> but but the point is, is that when you respond in a very calm, professional manner, you make them look bad. And I'm really good at that. When people come at me with that negativity, yeah. I just maintain my cool. I stand my ground, but I do it very diplomatically. And I do it yeah. without any emotion behind it. Like, fuck yeah. you, man. Who the hell are you to talk to me about that, right? Yeah, None of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is other people, where I'm going is this whole thing is actually positive because other people see those exchanges, people watch. And now they're even more impressed with you. They're like, wow, the way you handled those negative yeah, comments yeah, was really impressive. Definitely. And I had people tell me that. So it's, yeah. it's, all of these things, there's always an opportunity to learn and put yourself out there. I mean, you, can, can, you can't control what other people are going to say, but you can definitely control how you respond to it. You can definitely control how you feel about it. And also, you always have to keep in mind that, see, a keyboard warrior is someone who says something online that they would never say to your face. So yeah. these people, the way the way these people are acting, I know for a fact if they ever met me, they would never say that to me. And it's not because I'm gonna, you know, be like, oh, I'm gonna punch you in the face if you say this. They're just gonna look at me and realize that I'm not someone who's gonna tolerate that kind of hostility. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so when you're online, it's easy. You can say anything about anyone. You can go on there and talk crap about fucking Matt Brown or some UFC fighter, knowing that you're never gonna meet yeah. him, or at least you hope you don't. Right? It's easy to do it. Then yeah. there's no repercussions. But if you met him in person, you're not going to do that. It's just not going to happen. You're going to realize real fast that it's not a smart move for you. But but I know people that like I, I had a good friend in the kettlebell world, and she like Lisa Schaefer's her name. She's a really cool lady. She's a good friend of mine still, and she was very active in the early days of Dragon Door and so forth. And she was a major player. She put out good information and so forth. But she had a real hard time with people talking negative about her. She goes, you know, these people have never met me. And, you know, why do they hate me? And so forth. I go, look, these are people that you're just the pick of the month right now, right? You're out there making yeah. moves. You're putting out yeah. positive energy. They're just trying to diminish what you're doing. They're trying to make you feel bad. They're, they're, they're just, you know, they're just cyber bullies. Yeah. So you and just have to ignore that hate somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So this, 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 yeah, exactly. So my point is don't engage. Don't waste your time. And if you do engage, do it very diplomatically without emotion. Don't explain yourself. Don't try to defend yourself. You know, just respond and crush it without showing any emotion. But she, has, she found it really hard. And I think that impeded her from putting herself out there more because it made her wow. gun shy now. It's like, well, I don't want to say this because maybe these people are going to say this or I don't want to put myself. On. And this, this is not things that she verbalized to me. This is just what I observed. And I and she's not alone. I, I saw many people in a similar situation where it would it would either make them gun shy to do anything, or they would waste time just responding to any negative comment. And, and they'd be writing these thesis responses, fifteen more fifteen hundred word responses, just going on and on and on, defending. I was like, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to explain yourself or defend yourself. So don't put yourself in a position. And what I did with this whole rich role situation, first of all, I admitted I made a mistake and I took full ownership of it. So there's nothing you can do. After. What are you going to do now? It's like I admitted yeah. I made a mistake and I took full responsibility for it. I didn't pass the buck on the rich. I didn't say, well, you know, rich should have correct corrected me because one guy said that he's like, oh, rich, you should have corrected them. I was like, no, no, no. I defended rich in that situation. I go, it's not rich's responsibility to correct me. It's, me. it's my responsibility to get it right. I got it wrong. So I'm here explaining it, adding clarification. And that should be enough. 
You know, so yeah, it's like stop harping on one little thing. Like no one's ever made a mistake in their life. You know, people are so judgmental of others who put themselves out there in a public way. You make a mistake here, but that's just going to happen. You, know, you say things. I'm sure I've said plenty of things in the podcast where I go, oh, I, I didn't mean to say it that way. Right. But it's just yeah. sometimes things just come out. And when you're called out on it, fine, you correct yourself. Or sometimes you remember, you go, you know what? I said this last week. Here's what I meant. That's just human nature. Right. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's confusing to me when people are so judgmental because it's like, who the fuck are you? You've never made a mistake ever in your life. You've never said anything where you got it wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And on that note, let's talk about box jumps again. Let's talk about how you learn a lot about yourself from box jumps. You have one bad accident and you don't want to try it ever again. You know, that's, that's kind of like life. You have one. I remember my mom had, uh, she got pulled over by a cop in this one part. I mean, she never got pulled over, right? She never speeded. I don't, I don't, I forget the context. I don't know if she ran a stop sign or she didn't hear, or she didn't put her signal on. It was something. So anyway, she got pulled over in this one street over in Northern Virginia. And for so long afterwards, she just wanted to avoid that street as if the street had something to do with it, right? She's like, oh, I don't want to drive down that road. I was like, mom, it was just bad luck, all right? You got pulled over. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to get pulled over every time you go there. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to get pulled over somewhere else, right? Yeah. It's not like it was Elm Street. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There is, a, there is an Elm Street, too, yeah, out there. No. It would have been really funny if it were Elm Street. Yeah. That she got <laughs> but sometimes people make these erroneous connections, though, right? It happens. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's just like with people online. Sometimes you don't ask for clarification, so you have this triggered response, and you have this extremely erroneous, overreactionary, and then you realize how dumb you sound when you could have just asked for clarification. It's like, uh, do you even know what this means? Well, oh, I thought it meant this. Like, well, it doesn't. <laughs> and if you clarify that, you could have saved everyone a lot of time here. So sometimes it's. Just ask for clarification, man. If something sounds wrong, just ask for clarification. It's really that simple. But that's today's world, man. And 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 yeah, people gotta get used to it. Like, cause cause some people get really affected by by negative comments. And oh, they do. And sometimes and, it's hard not to. You know, sometimes it's yeah, hard not I mean, to, especially when you're trying to do good. It's like, man, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help Project Child Save raise money to help kids. And I, I don't need. Why are you giving me negativity for that? Right? Like our our friend Ty Ritter. He goes and gives these lectures where he talks about human trafficking and kids being kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. And there'll be people in the audience that are yelling out, oh, I don't want to hear this. You know, this is bad karma. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're human. Karma. Yeah, I, mean, really? yeah. I can't believe here's a guy who's putting his life on the line literally and has for a long time. He and his team of operators to save kids from the worst suffering you can imagine. And people are coming at him with negativity. Yeah, yeah, that, that's crazy. When that's crazy. You can't think of something more selfless than that. That should be something that everyone gets behind easily. It's like, what? Kids, this is happening to kids all over the world? Let's do something about it. Rather than, well, you know, I don't like the fact that you guys go in there and kill people. Like, you, you don't like really? the fact that they go in there and kill people that are torturing and tormenting kids? That's what you have a problem yeah. with? It's got to well, yeah. be a better way. No, here, it's always this. Where's well, it's got to be a better way. All right. Well, then you come up with it. Go do it. (laughs) And that's how you always get people. What do you suggest when people always have these fucking answers, man? And they don't have an answer. Well, I I don't know, but I know it's got to be a better way. How do you know that? Do you know how ignorant you sound? That's not scientific, dude. Yeah, but but until until finding it, this is the best way you can do it. Yeah, 
So you come yeah, up right. with that new way, this yeah. is the way that's being more effective. Yeah. While while you're while that person is wondering about the better way, Ty is, and his team have rescued over a thousand kids in the last decade, probably more than that. And so while other people are judging whether this is a great way or not, he's out there getting stuff done. He's he's in, in the most literal way you can get stuff done, most emphatic way you can get stuff done. But it's just it's just it just goes to show to you that no matter look you could you could you we could take this to a level that the average person can relate where let's say you're trying to improve some facet of your life I'm gonna start going to the gym a couple of times a week I'm gonna start eating cleaner it's like why you know why do you need to do that yeah, anytime we're all gonna die anyway we're all gonna die anyway what's the point of that anytime someone comes at you with that kind of negativity in your personal life it's time to Either. cut clean man because that's not it's like, look, if someone's not, they don't have to be your cheerleader and, and get behind you 100%, but don't be a detractor either because you don't want to do anything to it. And that's really what it comes no. down to is you, you're, you, don't, you don't want to improve your life. So when other people around you are trying to do it, you're trying to diminish that in some way. You're trying to. Well, in their mind, they're thinking that, that you're, now you're going to highlight just how bad off they are. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that, how, how dare you make happened. me have to. How dare you make me have to think about my own life and how I need to improve on my life as well? I don't want to think about yeah. that. <laughs> let's yeah. just go to the bar and get drunk and get wasted, man. Come on. It's like, let's not think about all those serious things. Why so serious? Yeah. Well, I, I had a guy come up to me one time when I was at a, I was talking about hormone optimization and I used the word anti-aging a couple of times, right? Because generally they're synonymous. And this guy's like, well, you know, well why are you anti-aging? You know, what's wrong with aging? I was like, a lot of things are wrong with aging. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, anytime I see someone who's old, it's pretty obvious what's fucking wrong with aging. And I'm, I'm not saying that. Yes. That's when they get it twisted. It's like, it's my, it's my aging, aging and getting old. Getting older and aging are two different things, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the same. So my, so. But I mean, there's, there's actually, I'm reading this book called Longevity, right? And the author is awesome. I want to get him on the show. But he's basically saying that. No one really understands why we age in the first place, right? We're, we're told yeah. all these things, but those are just people's opinions. Oh, this is why we age, and that's why we age, and there's natural wear and tear. There are, there are organisms that have these mutations where they never age or they age at an extremely slow rate. So yeah. a lot of times we've just accepted things like, well, everyone around me is, is aging, and a lot of times that means deteriorating. <laughs> that's, the, that's the definition. I of, mean, Mike. That, that's what they're really Mike, saying. Mike, look at our friend um, Steve. Like what happened to Steve? Yeah. Like he's getting yeah. younger. You <laughs> Steve <still> caught her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You called him. You're like, you're like, hey man, you're on, you're on that Benjamin Button shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Steve Steve's gone through some stressful periods, so he looked older than he is, and now he's now things are going well for him, and so he's less stressed, so he's he looks well, healthier you know, and and more youthful now than maybe the first time you met him. Yeah, man, I, t I tell you what, remember, um, I think when I was on the show, um, I was going, I was still going through, like, uh, you know, the whole shit I had with my brother at the gym, and, and, right. dude, I was watching, I was watching some, some, um, old pics from back then, and, and I was, I was looking older, way older than how I look right now, and yeah. it was, yeah. it was well, all I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was like, dude, I, I, I don't, I didn't know I looked so bad. And, <laughs> and now, and now, you know, the beard is whiter, obviously, but like my face, I'm, I'm like, I look like four years younger than I did. Um, right. 
And because back then, it, and you probably most, feel a lot know, better. Stress, most importantly, oh, you probably feel a lot better. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and okay. and that that's what makes you understand like how important it is to take control of your life. I always tell people like you can yeah. you can do everything yeah. right. Right. And if, if you if you're under stressful situations at work, um, your personal life, or whatever, it's not gonna work. You're you're not you're not gonna function well. And unless, like, you take the time to really, like, look at your life and how you're living and what you're doing, and and you're going to realize you, you, you're, not, you're not looking well. You're not doing well. You're not feeling well. You know, you're just going with the flow, but you don't feel well, like you said. You know, right. you, might, you, might, you might watch, like, some blood work, and it's not bad, but could be better, obviously. And yeah. same thing with life. It's like, well, you know, hey, you know, here I am. I'm getting by, you know. <laughs> hey, at, at, at least I'm alive, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that one. No, no, dude, yeah. you're not alive. You're breathing. Dude, yeah, you know, I'm like, you're barely, barely leaving, man. <laughs> and when you take control of those situations, then you're going to start seeing, like, your whole body is changing and everything. Like, I gained, dude, I gained, like, 33 pounds. And it was the first time in the last 13 years of my life that I had been like five pounds over my limb. Like I, I'm, I'm usually around, I was usually around 195, 205. Yeah. And I went up to like 339. I was almost like 240. And, you know, never in my life I'd been that heavy. And, and I was still training. You know, I was still training, and I, and I thought I was I was I was doing the same thing I was before. Maybe I was, but I do know the stress level I was living in, and and in like every day, like the anger and everything. And I was like, dude, that's not even me, because I'm not. I'm usually a guy that you know I don't get angry about anything, and so once I started to deal with that, I started to you know, get, get my, get back in shape. And, um, and mentally I was, I was, at, you know, in a whole new, um, different stage that I was before. And, yeah. and it was all the stress about that situation. So I was like, dude, man, this, it really is important. It really is important to take, take charge of, because if not, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't, I cannot imagine like, okay, this was the situation. Some people live, um, in a work environment, and they stay like this for ten, for fifteen years, for twenty years. Oh yeah. And that's the people. Yeah. Then that's the people you look at, and they're like, dude. I mean, that guy was in high school with me, and he was like ten years older than I am. Right. right. And um, and that's crazy. Like my dad. My dad is. He turned, um, I think seventy five this year. My dad still wakes up at five a.m. Um, works out like usually you call him at six o'clock. He already worked out, right? Um, he's now leaner than like how you met him, and yeah. um, I mean he's in excellent shape. He plays tennis and he plays tennis with guys. I mean he he usually play, plays with us, so he's not used to playing with guys his age because he's seventy five. It's not. It's not like the other guy's seventy five. Like the <laughs> yeah, other guys are like, this game down. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
And um, but and so I have that example, like in in my life, like I've seen my dad. I'm like, oh, he, I mean, he does he does everything he used to do 30 years ago because he's you know he he stays moving, but mentally, even though he has had this um, like right now he's he's um, um he's on the Supreme Court still. He's been there for 10 years. And he's had these really stressful um, jobs, but he has always managed um, himself not to let that environment consume him. Right. So he's always in control. And he, and that's why, because people ask me, it's like, dude, your dad, he looks the same as he did 25 years ago. And how could he, you know, he, he stays involved in politics and all these stressful jobs, like, it's not stressful for him. Right. He wakes up every morning. He, you know, he, 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 he plans his day. He knows what he has to do, and he does what he needs to do, and that's it. He's not worrying about, you know, not doing this, trying to cover up this. You know what I mean? Right. So that's it's, why it's what, he, it's what he wants to do too, right? So yeah. it may seem yeah. stressful that, yeah, to someone on the outside wants. who doesn't want to do it, but if if it's a job you want to do. Yeah, Even though like, it may involve a lot of stress, it's what you want to do. So you're more prepared for it than someone who might be on the yeah. periphery going, oh, man, yeah, that looks really stressful. And if you don't want to do it, it I will mean, be. If you ask anybody, nobody wants to be, like, in politics. And, and you know, imagine, like, <laughs> right. be, be, right. being in the Supreme Court. And you, you can only imagine the stress, you know, man, that should be stressful. But yeah. he he has been doing that since high school like he's always been really involved in politics and stuff and that's what he loves now right obviously like he he should have left in december um and he hasn't because the president we have right now um he should have replaced him and the other guy that um went in with him 10 years ago um the president we have right now he he threw Two candidates, and people said, no, those two are not qualified, and he needed to put out there another two names. He hasn't done it. But right now, my dad is ready to move on. Like, he has a little, he has a farm. Um, he's he's really um, into that right now. He goes, like, every weekend he's there. Um, so so now, I mean, now I think, I think he's going to be like Steve now. I think he's going to go back because being in nature, um, you know, for longer periods of time, it, it helps you, you know, the fresh oh, yeah. air 100%. is out there. I mean, so, um, but, but that's the example I have. Like, look at yeah. him, you know, he takes control. He took control of, of, of what's going on around him a long time ago. And other people, you see guys getting involved in politics. And they're like 40 years old. And in three years, um, you know, when they started, they had a black hair, the black hair. And in two, three years, you know, they have like all white hair. The beard is <laughs> white because it's really, it's really fucking stressful. Yeah. And, and so I had the lesson right there. And I was like, you know, I cannot let this situation take over my life. I got to take control of it. And, and I did. And now everything is cool with my brother. You know, we're all good right now. And um, so that, 
that really um that's really important man and people people yeah. don't understand how important that that is you know like no whole you know don't be holding grudges and stuff forever it just doesn't make sense man that doesn't make sense yeah yeah i mean any, anything that puts you in that passive aggressive state where you have all this animosity towards someone but maybe it's a family member so you're not verbalizing it but they walk in the room and you know the energy changes and all that and <laughs> everyone's bottled up they want to say this, but they don't want to. They don't want to stay for the same reason why you're not saying it. That that's always unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, but with I mean, with anti aging, it's people miss the whole point. It's not. It's not delusional, as in you're going to avoid aging. It's doing the right things so that you feel good and youthful and vibrant for as long as possible. And things are different now than when we were kids i remember you would see someone who was 50 on tv and they looked like an old man They're like man that guy oh yeah like he's 85 yeah. and he's 50 <laughs> i mean you just even thinking about being 50 when you were a teenager you thought about an old man you didn't think about like what Sil sylvester stallone at 70 looks like right now and there's there's a lot of yeah. examples of stuff like that now people can say oh he's on testosterone he's on growth hormone who cares what he's on he's 70 <laughs> you know yeah. if that's what yeah. it takes for him to feel his best and look good yeah. then go he for it then yeah, look, it's his body, it's his yeah. life. And if, if that's what it takes to look good at that age, why wouldn't you be? I'd be on it too. Why wouldn't you yeah. be on it? So what? You're not you're not competing in anything. You don't have Usada coming over to your house yeah. and testing to see what you're on. You're just trying to feel good and look good. <laughs> look, man, somebody shows up at your door and says, "Hey, man, we need you to pee in this cup." You should probably like call the cops, man. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, and if the guy wants to help you, he call them and he's told them pass. <laughs> so let me come in there. I'll help. <laughs> Oh, we don't need a cup. Don't worry about the cup. We don't need the cup. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I could make a real bad joke about that, but I'll refrain. You know? <laughs> I could too, but I called myself. I, like, I could talk about a, a famous political figure and tie that into that joke, but. <laughs> I'll refrain. <laughs> I don't want to trigger a bunch of people. <laughs> if they show up at that door with vodka in their hands, then yeah, really start running. So there. <laughs> For those that know, want to know what Mike was talking about, there you go. <laughs> but, see, but I mean, there's so many, there's so many actions we can take with what we eat, how we live our life, what kind of careers we pursue that either put you in a rapidly aging state or in a much slower aging state where you actually, some people actually turn back the time, meaning that they never took care of themselves until they were 45 and then they get on this whole health kick and right. now they're 50 yeah. and they look better at 50 than they ever have in their life yeah. because they, they actually turn back the clock by leading a very healthy, they were in a rapidly aging state before and now they adopted a, a fitness and healthy lifestyle, including pursuing a passion for as a career. So on all fronts, they're doing healthy endeavors and it shows. Dude, I have a client that um, next month is. I think next month he's 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 been training for us. He's been training with us for like eleven months, I think, or ten months. His family. He he's fifty four. He had never done anything in his life before walking to our doors, and he has three sons. His three sons are triathletes very amazing athletes his wife works out i mean everybody in the family um was active and he wasn't and 
And they were telling me the other day that when they traveled, he was a pain in the ass because, like, he didn't want to walk because he knew he couldn't, you know. He knew, he, he knew he'd get tired. So they used to travel to these awesome places. And, and I was like, well, you know, I, I don't want to go up that pyramid because, you know, uh, no, nah, that's boring. I don't want to go. You guys go. I thought, right. man, you're going to miss out on this? But it was yeah. because, and he told me, he told me, he was, I felt so bad that I knew I couldn't go up the stairs or I couldn't do this or that or try this, that I just didn't want to go. And I was messing up those family trips because of my willingness to work out and, and just move. Yeah. And now, and now he was telling me, now it's so different, man. Now we travel and I'm, I, and I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm the one that's waking up people um, to say, hey, let's work out at the hotel or do something. I mean, it's so different. And so his life changed, but not, not only his life changed, the life of the people around him changed because now, now the trips are different. Now it's like, well, everybody goes. We're all happy, you know? Yeah. And and that's what people don't realize when they don't take action and when they're – you know what I hate? When when you tell people, somebody that's clearly out of shape and you, and you tell them, man, you know, hey, you got to start doing something, man. Move. Hey, don't even come here. Just go to the park, start walking, and, like, just move. And they they come they come back with you with uh hey you know who cares I'm happy I'm like dude it's not a happiness <laughs> contest it's not a happiness contest I don't care like and usually and usually they're not happy but let's right. say they are let's say they are okay good for you you're happy but you're unhealthy you know you're you, you know you're not gonna end well a hundred pounds overweight eighty five pounds overweight. And and eating whatever you want and drinking four or five times a week, I mean that that doesn't end well. Usually, usually right. doesn't end well, right. right? So, um, but but yeah, man, it's it's crazy how much the people of the life of the people around you change change when 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 you take action. So, um, oh, hundred well, percent, yeah, hundred percent. And then there's the the irony is there are people who take it too far on the other end where. They're so, beat oh, up. They're, they're, they're so beat up from their workouts that they may go on that same vacation and have the same excuses, right? Like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to go up that pyramid. I mean, I'm so beat up. I can't even, I can't even get out of a chair right now. That's where you're, and look, we're going to go through, we all go through periods of that. Maybe you're chasing a PR. You're going to feel like that sometimes, but I, I don't want to feel like that all the time, right? I don't want to have this sore back all the time. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's my right. legs are so sore that I can't go hiking. You know, that's taking away from the quality of my life. Now, am I willing to go through that sometimes to hit a PR? Sure. But that shouldn't be how I feel all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you, when, yeah, you yeah. when your outside life is being, is, is being hampered by your training life, that's, you know, unless you're some kind of professional athlete and you're making sacrifices and so forth, that's a different story. That's not most of us. Most of us yeah. are regular folks. So our yeah. workouts should be enhancing our life rather than they take away so much that we don't want to do anything. It's like, oh man, I'm so beat. I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna kick back. You know, after every session, you're so tired after every session, and we've all been through that. That yeah, you, you, you're, not, you're not as active as you would normally be. It's like, no, I don't want to go to that concert because I'm gonna have to stand <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> a standing room only. Oh hell no. <laughs> You, know, 
talking to that guy who instead of hey, why did you think it's the SRO? What's SRO? <laughs> <laughs> you better, you better so get eyes, bro, before you get to that. Instead of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, instead of jumping up and dancing, you're sitting down, just grooving. You know, like some old guy. Everybody, jump up, man. It's like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool right here. <laughs> jump, jump. And then, like, nah, hell nah. You jump. <laughs> oh, man. You're just waving like, your like, hands from yeah, a seat. Yeah, put it like, from you don't care. It's like, dude, I care. I care. I'm I care. I'm not putting them up. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I've known people throughout my life that are so into their workouts, and that's great. But a lot of times they didn't want to do anything active outside of it. It's like, hey, man, let's go hiking at Red Rock tomorrow. It's like, nah. You know, I got to hit squats today, so I'm going to be tired tomorrow. It's like, oh, God, man. You got to get out and do some stuff. You got you to, gotta, yeah. the whole point of all these workouts is, is, is so that we feel better when we go do things. Like that, you can go for a long yeah. hike, no big thing, because you're in shape, you're fit, you feel good. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine living here. Like you have, you have both oceans. The elevation. Um, literally an hour and a half away, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. So you're in the city, you drive maybe an hour and fifteen. Um, you can surf one ocean, get back, drive an hour and a half the other way, or an hour. And you're in the Pacific Ocean. And so we have water all around. You can, you know, surf, paddle, row. I mean, do whatever you want. You you have a fucking rainforest right here in the city. Hike, mountain bike. And it's funny how, and you see it here. You have all these um, young guys because they're like in their, you know, their early 20s and, they work out. They're in great shape. But like you said, they're tired. They're tired. So they can't do anything because they're tired. Right. They're tired because they, they work out so hard that, you know, they cannot go on a ride on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning or wake up early on a Sunday and do stand-up paddle because they're tired from their training. It was a hard week. It was, oh, man, they, you know, the program was really hard this week. I'm like, Dude, man, you gotta live your life. Gotta live your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. That, that like at our gym, I can tell you, um, that almost never happened because I'm 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 constantly preaching to people. You know, you work out to feel better and to do whatever it is you want to do better without pain and without getting injured. Or at least minimize the chance of getting injured. Right. Because I remember, I remember um, a really old interview um, of Steve um, Maxwell, and he was talking about that. It was like it's it's so crazy to get injured training for the sport you practice. Right. You know, it's like oh man, yeah, I'm training so hard, I get injured. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and it's so it's it's so ABC yet people don't get it. It's like. Dude, like you're a fighter. How, let's say I'm training a fighter, like like you said earlier. You know, how the fuck am I gonna injure the guy, preparing him for a fight? And now, <laughs> like every time, and it happens all the time. I, yeah, all the time, man, all the time. Because because they don't say it, but a lot of the times these guys don't get injured um, in sparring. Like they get injured. Most of them get injured training, but. 
look at the training they're do look look at what they're doing. Like you have these guys, this and, and, and yeah, you can be really young and be a great trainer. I'm not saying you can't, but you definitely don't have the experience that most of us have. Like right. we've seen right. we've seen a lot of things. Like we've seen things that you don't read about. Right? So you have these guys that are just watching videos of other people training training people and they're like, Okay, we gotta do this, man, and we gotta get that, those chains and and you gotta do cleaning jerks and you gotta be like, What the fuck is guys doing, you know, snatching like one fifteen, <laughs> one thirty I mean, what the hell is he doing? You know, is he training for a fitness competition or or, or, or is he a fighter, you know? Limited range of motion because of all the injuries. They don't care about that. Like, man, you bring that bar, you know, as far as you can. But, oh, shit. Okay. There goes well, that shoulder. A lot of us grew up with bad advice, right? We hear mantras such as no pain, no gain, when really the opposite yeah. is true. If you're in too much pain, yeah. you're not going to gain anything. If you're in pain after every workout, <laughs> you're not going to gain much from that workout. Yeah. So, but, but people still have that mentality of, you know, you got to push it hard, take it to the last rep, and then do forced reps and negatives and so forth. And there's a time and place for that training. For most people, it should be never, but there's a time and place for that for, for some people. But the average person, like, like let's, for, let's, for example, say that you're training a police officer or a firefighter, and you have them do some crazy deadlift squat program, so they're beat up all the time. Now they have to go out on a call, and they can't run because they're so yeah. sore, they're so stiff. Now, if you just had them do 70 to 80% of maximum effort, so that's the range that builds strength anyway. But more yeah. importantly, you don't get beat up. You could go do deadlifts four times a week at 70% and leave a few reps in the bank on every single set. Yeah. And you're not going to be beat up at all. Your back's not going to be even slightly yeah. stiff, assuming your technique is good. You're going to get better. You're going to get stronger, and you're going to feel good. And then maybe you peak for a couple of weeks if you want to hit a PR, right? That's what Ed Cohen, Ed Cohen would say, 70 80%. And then when a competition's coming up, for a couple of weeks before you peak, meaning you go a lot heavier. Yeah. But it's only for a couple of weeks, meaning the majority of the program is in that 70 to 80% range. Now, it yeah. takes a lot of discipline to train this way because you're going to leave every workout feeling fresh. And that's a good yeah. thing. But a lot of people look at that as a negative thing. They go, oh, I wasn't even sore after that workout. Yeah, or, you know, like, it's crazy. Like, it's like you want to be, you want to be fatigued. Like, oh, I want to be so beat up. I can barely drive home. It's like, these are, these are not, effective training methodologies when when you're no, a strength all, and conditioning coach the goal is not to fatigue the clients that the goal is not to see how sore we can be and some yeah. people take great pleasure and pride in being sore like oh man my oh, leg yeah. is so sore from that program yeah. i can barely walk today yeah and <laughs> it's like okay well what if you need to walk today <laughs> what if you need to run after something and you're hobbling around because your back is stiff your legs are stiff and I'm not saying that you should never feel that way. Sometimes you're going to feel that way because you're training intensely, but most of the time you shouldn't yeah. feel that when, way. Yeah, and when police not officers every day, and firefighters, yeah, police officers, firefighters, military people, they should never feel that way because their no, whole job is lives are on the line with the performances they have to do. Yeah. But well, well, that that's you know, that's something that's that's one of the negative things that um training that famous training methodology um, you know, sit it on people's minds that you have to go hard every day. You know, right? That you have to, you have to, you have to almost die after every workout. 
And that's why you have you have all these people suffering from adrenal fatigue and and they don't even know. So they don't even address it. So I can you know, I we we can imagine um I mean imagine the life of those people that are they don't even know they're suffering from that. So they're gonna be struggling with it maybe for years until it really crashes and I mean I don't know. I right. can I can and and, no, and, and, and eventually it. you crash. Yeah, you go. Yeah, oh, you know, one cup gosh. of one cup of coffee is not enough. So let me have two cups. Like, oh, I don't feel that now. So let me go up to three cups. Oh, let me go up to four cups. And then you don't feel anything, no matter how many cups you drink. And that's yeah. when you've really hit the point where you're not releasing. Your cortisol levels are so low. You're tired all the time, and nothing's going to bring it up. So it's. I mean, generally, when you, if you wake up, if you sleep eight hours and you wake up tired, if it happens every once in a while, fine. I wouldn't worry about it, but if yeah. it's happening it often, every day, yeah, every, day, yeah like every morning you wake up and even though you slept for a while, you're, you're still groggy. It takes a while to get going. It's not until a couple hours after waking up or you need some kind of caffeine to, to kickstart your day. Now, that's a problem. You should wake up energetic and if you want to, uh, coffee is healthy to drink. So I'm not saying people shouldn't drink coffee. I enjoy coffee too, but if I need it, that's a big difference between enjoying it and needing it. So in other words, I don't feel that I don't feel ready to go until I've had that first cup of coffee. That's a problem. Yeah. You should you should feel ready to go and then maybe that enhances it or something you enjoy. That's great. But most how many people drink coffee for pleasure? Most people drink it because they feel they need it. They got to line up at Starbucks every morning or they have several cups throughout the day. Yeah. And it, it could be something else too, an energy drink or it could be a lot of black tea or whatever it is. But most people aren't drinking it for pleasure. They're doing it because they're going to fall asleep at their desk if they don't kick it, kick it in. Yeah, 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 man. And that's and that's a no-no. I always tell people you cannot depend on that. Same thing with um, pre-workout drinks. You know, I was right. like, well, I don't have my pre-workout. Sugar I can't, coffee, <laughs> which is sugar yeah. coffee, flavor coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid coffee. That's what that is, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the the ideal pre-workout drink is one that has no stimulants in it, and it actually just gives you things that perk up yeah. your brain, like tyrosine, and give you perk up your nitric oxide levels, like citrulline and so forth. You know, and that's something that I've designed and, and is, will be coming out with possibly later this year, definitely early next year. And the goal was to make something that actually improves your workouts, but it has it doesn't have any kind of stimulatory effect. Yeah, and I think some, I think sometimes when people are they're feeling really fatigued, but they're attached to getting the workout in. They go, okay, let me take that pre-workout drink, and then I'll go. Where most likely, you should probably skip that day if you yeah. feel that fatigued. Sometimes yeah. it's just you just don't want to do it, right? We all go through that. Like, I don't really want to go. And then you go anyway, and you have a great workout, right? That happens, and that's a, that's a fun feeling. Other times, you don't want to go, and you make yourself go anyway, and then you go get injured, or you get, you're even more beat up now than you were before, and you realize, okay, I, I could have skipped this one. It wouldn't have been in the end of the world. Or, or, or you know what? Something that is not so serious, but it's but it's bad anyways. Like maybe you're obviously you think you're not gonna have a good workout, and then you feel bad about it. So you're like, right, oh man, I right. suck today. Yeah, man, I suck today. You know, I couldn't even do this. I couldn't even do that. It, I took too much time. It's like, well, if you decided to work out, why don't look at it? in a positive way and say, well, right. even though I wasn't feeling that well, I still worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You could say, yeah, I felt I, like crap and yeah. I still had a pretty decent performance. Yeah. So imagine I, when I, I feel, feel good. Yeah. yeah. I still push through, but no, it's like, 
he's, he's, there you go with the negative shit, and he's like, oh, man, you know, I suck, man. I, you know, I took, <laughs> I usually do this faster. And, and, and some people, because they are already living um, in this state, so, like, they feel bad every single day of the week. They work out even though they shouldn't. Because maybe if they would take some time off, they would feel better. They don't, so they keep they keep grinding. But they feel bad after every workout. So they're like, oh, man, you know, I don't know what's going on with me. Man, you're fucking tired. You're tired. You're killing yourself. But no, they they keep going. They keep going. And that's, and that's how you see people eventually crashing because they don't stop and they don't change anything. You know, they don't, they don't want to adapt their, their, let's say I, there was a time where I, I, I really, when like, when the two babies were born, those few months, dude, if if you're sleeping three hours a day, two hours a day, (laughs) you're winning. Okay. (laughs) So my training during those months obviously changed. And I was like, well, I cannot push myself you know, that far because I'm, I'm, I'm really not sleeping. And I, and I try to get a little power nap during the day or meditate, but it, you know, it wasn't enough. So I'm like, okay, for these two, three months, I'm going to go, you know, at the pace I feel comfortable. Right. But pe- people usually don't do that. And, and, and it's even crazier when you're telling them to do that because you know what's going on in their life. And they still don't do what you what you say. That makes absolutely no sense. And even I mean, even worse when they're when they're paying you to train them. But but it happens. Like people have a hard time adjusting to some stages of their lives. Like you know, right now, right. I know I cannot train this hard. I gotta I gotta adapt to what's going on in my life. They don't. They, because they, they have this mentality that they have to push through and push through, and but like eventually you're gonna crash. Eventually you're gonna crash. It's, you cannot take that body, you know, beat up that body for so long, and not have it, you know, crash in on you. Sometimes it's good to go through those periods too. Sometimes the positive is you have to dial it back because of life events. But because you're dialing it back, your body finally has a chance to fully recover. From some yeah. of those things, these little nagging injuries and from doing deadlifts too often, for example, and now you finally take a month away from it and do other stuff. And then those little nagging injuries finally have a chance to heal where when you were doing it often, every time it would heal a little bit, you would exacerbate it by jumping back in too soon. So sometimes yeah. those unexpected layoffs are not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you sit around and do nothing. You can be active in other ways. But just just as you need vacation from your routine, sometimes you need a vacation yeah. from your training routine as well. I'm doing that this week myself. I've been hitting it really hard and had some great workouts and had a pretty good one yesterday, but I could feel the tipping point. I go, okay, this one you managed to get away with, but it's not going to get better this week. <laughs> so don't push it. Don't try to push it harder at the next one because you need to dial it back now. So I'm going to spend the rest of this week. I'm going to be active. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to train, but I'll do some body weight stuff. I'll do some different things. Nothing heavy. And yeah. go get a get a massage, go to the spa, sit in the hot tub, unwind, and that, do some that's more walking, etc. Yeah, and then that's just let my body. Really yeah, take care of your body, like you know, nourish yourself. Some some people go 
like way hard at the gym and they they om- they almost never um you know get a massage or they don't they don't work on their um restoration at all right right and 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 that's a, that's that one is that's that's something that i see a lot that's something i see a lot um yeah and it's, it's easy just to don't fall care in yeah, yeah, it's easy to fall into it. Sometimes people just don't understand the merit of it. They go, massage? You know, what's that going to do? And, and, like, look, if you go get some generic massage somewhere, that, it may not do that much. But if you go to someone who's used to working with people like us, that's a much different story. When I get a massage once a week, she's going in there and fixing things that I basically broke or damaged that week. So it doesn't accumulate every week. Where if I didn't go to her once a week, it's it's going to be that week accumulates with the next week, with the next week, and then you're more and more beat up. Here I'm getting everything fixed that was damaged that week so that I have a reset point for the next week. And yeah. sometimes it's not enough, right? That's why I'm going to rest up this week. But most of the time it is. Most of the time it makes a huge difference. But then that's just one thing. Doing the sauna, hot tub, steam room, that's another thing, right? That's another restoration move. Some people do cryo sauna, that's another restoration move. Some people do tai chi or yoga or qigong. You can do that stuff every day, right? You're not going to overtrain. So the joint mobility stuff, you can do every day. You're not going to overtrain doing joint mobility stuff. Walking, you can do every day. You don't need to walk three miles on Monday and take Tuesday off. You can do it every single day. And these are things that are just not only good for your body, but your brain. It's meditative. You clear your head. You work out anxieties. You go if you have if you have a bunch of anxieties, go for a three mile walk. It may not all be gone, but you're going to feel better. This is definitely not going to be worse. So what's what's what do you have coming up, man? Anything anything new and exciting around the corner? Well, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm working. Um, I've been working on an app for a while. Um, just because, yeah. Um, like there are a lot of people that have trained with me for a while, and but <clears throat> you know, you know, people how can people come and go? And with some sure. people, really, like when you have two, three kids, and with the work, the kids, the school, shit, you don't have time to go somewhere to train. And but you have the discipline, right? Because you gotta have the discipline. If not, I mean. Somebody that hasn't been in a gym for five years is not gonna is not gonna start training at home by himself. Okay, so that's that. That usually is not gonna happen. But somebody, let's say somebody like me, like maybe if if I wouldn't have a gym, um, dude, it'd be really hard for me to get to a gym like five times a week. Like maybe I could manage two, three, and and the other days I would have to work out at home. Like most of the year I work out actually at home because I just get tired of being at the gym and I'm like, dude, I want to go home and, yeah. and watch my kids and and I have everything at home. So I'll, I'll train at home, you know, right. or I have, a, I have a, a, like the biggest park in the city is um, maybe like half a mile away from my home. So like I go there and I'm, you know, in the middle of the park, surrounded by trees, and just bring a kettlebell or a steel mace and work out, or just do bodyweight stuff, right? Right, right. But um, but a lot of people they like how I mix it up because 
I think one of the things I like, I've never had a, um, um, an injury in my life. Like I've never, cause I, I've always been pretty good at listening to my body and knowing like when to tone it down a little bit and, or take time and let's say do like a month, two months of body weight training or like really mix it up. And, um, and usually when I, when I see what other people are doing, um, most of them just fall so much in love with their method of training or a certain tool and they leave other things behind. Right. And, um, so I'm, I'm putting something pretty interesting together and, um, and I'm working on that. And, and another thing I want to do is, and that is just kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like, a, like, I'm not looking at it as, as a, as a business more than just something that I wanted to do. Cause I really love like filmmaking and all that. And what I want to do is I want to do a series of interviews with um, people I find really interesting, not only in the fitness world, um, but like all around, like in music and, and I'm really, um, well, I'll talk to you about that um, later on. Um, but because um, I want people to know, like, let's say, for instance, you, I, I love that ritual um, podcast because we got to know a little bit more about you, right? And, yeah, thank you. And, 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 and not listening, not just listening to you, just looking at you. And it's, it's, for me, it's kind of sad that people in the fitness industry didn't know who you were, right? Because I'm like, you know. Yeah, shame on those people. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, on, everyone, everyone you know who I am at this point. Come on, I mean, it's like, it's like for people not not, those people not, under. not not knowing who who Steve is or or Ken or 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 Maxwell. It's like well, well, I mean, I've always said we're kind of like the hardcore. We're we're the equivalent I mean, of hardcore bands in the fitness industry, meaning that we have our strong loyal followings. But yeah, yeah we're we're, yeah, we're, we're the bad balls, the agnostic fronts. You know, of the yeah, fitness industry. We're not definitely. the five finger yeah, death plug Metallica. Blink one eighty two, disturbed. Yeah, disturbed. Yeah. But um but yeah, man, so so um that um that and and but it's not gonna be just an interview, it's like just you know, spending time so just so people get to know a little bit more about this these these people that I find interesting and um and and they don't put themselves themselves out there that much, so um, so I'm I'm working on that too. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. I'm really excited about that, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and um, but well, yeah, long form conversations such as what we do here on podcasts are always interesting because, I mean, if you have someone on long, someone may come on with some contrived behavior, but I mean, if if they're on long enough, you can't keep that up forever. Right? Yeah. I mean, if it's a 30 yeah. minute conversation, you could just go into character and just boom, boom, boom. You go through your five talking points. But if you're talking for two hours, you know, eventually, eventually you're going to get worn down. We're like, all right, screw it. Let me just show who I am. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me stop. Let me stop giving these canned responses and just say what I want to say. 
Yeah, because trust me, man, no one shoots the same. No one can hold that character for two hours straight for a two-hour movie. They have to cut and start yeah. the scene over. <laughs> that scene over and over and over. So who the hell do you think you are thinking you can maintain that character for two hours on this show? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's one thing to You're do no five minutes sound bite. I mean, not, I mean not, not even Kevin Spacey could. Like, at the, <laughs> at the end, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I got coming up. And, um, and I'm really excited about that. And, um, but yeah, man, it's got to keep their mind working and, 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 yeah, sort of freshing up things. Cause, cause yeah, it can get really boring if you're used to doing the same old. Oh, we lost him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I lost him or we lost him. Yeah, we lost that's him. That's all. That's all right. We can wrap up there. <laughs> Take another thirty minutes to get on. Let's see. This probably a matter of time before we get dropped as well. So I think we're... yeah, exactly. We're about to get dropped too. So anyway, yeah. that's Ori Ortega, our friend Briga Training. I'm not sure. I think his website is brigatraining.com, but we'll, we'll have that in the show notes. Anyway, just yeah. Ori Ortega. If you want to Google him, you'll get to all of his social media platforms. He's active on all of them, and he has a blog on his website as well. But he's a guy we've both known for a long time. He's a really good guy, really cool guy. I had, I had the pleasure actually of teaching in this gym many years ago with Jason Dolby. He has a really good crew of people over there too. So it's a fun environment. So if you're in Panama city, definitely check him out. Definitely get to one of his classes. If you ever visit Panama city, check him out too. Yep. And I'll, I'll tell you what's sore right now. My ass from sitting down for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got to get, get up and move around. Around. <laughs> My dog's looking like, dude, uh, I hear water is about to start outside. It's kind of motivating me to drop a little water in here too. So <laughs> I'm thinking like, don't you dare. Just give me five minutes. <laughs> so that's a good so that's way. it, man. We can wrap up right there. You guys know what to do. We don't have to repeat it every week. So we'll give, we'll give you a little vacation from the from the action steps that we always bring up. So you just know fuck off. Go, go take a hike. Get, stop listening. I mean, if you're walking, listen to this show. Keep walking. If you've been sitting around, <laughs> listening to it. Get moving. <laughs> if you're in front of your we'll computer, you go to our time. website and buy some stuff, you know, and, you know, do Patreon. <laughs> do all, you already know what to do. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we yeah, can wrap up there. All right, take, take care, care everyone. Take, take care.